0: Bartow Yellow Jacket Football starts now. It's time for Bartow Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Tonight's game is sponsored by Kelly Buick, GMC of Bartow, doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Evolve Professional Landscape Management. Spath Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico. Pallet One of Bartow, S.R. Wright and Company, by Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance. Keith Spray Service of Barto, taking care of your lawn and garden for over fifty years. Budget you pull it, the parts you need when you need them. Citrus Air Conditioners of Barto by Widden McLean Funeral Home, Beefo Brady Sports Pub in the Barto Center South, and by Barto Ford. We're different, and we prove it. Now let's join our broadcast crew for Yellow Jacket football.
1: Good evening and welcome to week four of the high school football season and the district opener. Tonight, the 3-0 and Bartow Yellow Jackets travel to northeast Poe County for a showdown with the 1-2 Ridge Community Bolts. With Bruce and Andy Edmond, Mike Ayers, I'm Jeff Thornburg. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, the former Bartow coach Richard Tate returns to the program he started here at Ridge back in 2005. The Bolts have suffered back-to-back losses to Lake Wales and Ponte nice while winning their season opener over Celebration. Bartow enters tonight's game undefeated with wins over Martin County, Kathleen, and last week's homecoming victory over Naples' Golden Gate. The Yellow Jacket defense continues their dominance, allowing only one defensive touchdown on the season, while the offense is posting an average of 24 points per game. Looking at last night's action from the Bartow Jr. Jackets, they picked up their second win and second shutout of the season. Last night, back at Bartow Memorial Stadium, Bartow blanked Ridge Community 38 to nothing. And speaking of the, uh, the two squads, in six games this year, the Bartow Varsity, and Bartow Junior Varsity football squads have given up one defensive touchdown combined. And last year, it was the Yellow Jackets over Ridge 40-21 at Bartow Memorial Stadium. Welcome to Davenport here in northeast Polk County. Getting ready for tonight's district opener between the Yellow Jackets and the Bolts. And Bruce, get your opening thoughts here.
2: That uh, the field looks great, and Andy uh, it's I don't know if you've ever visited over here. Well, yeah, because we, when the boys played, we played over here. Yeah. So Andy's been here as well. well Mike, uh, field conditions, the uh, field looks great from up here.
3: Absolutely, guys. The field's amazing down here. I mean, there's a nice breeze, like you were talking about, those rooftops. We're catching that breeze coming out of the northeast. And we got a pretty nice breeze. You look at, I don't know if there's any flags hanging around. Oh, there you go, the American flag back there. You see it blowing directly to the southwest. Um, But I was just informed, not only is it just a game against Coach Tate, the former Coach Tate for Bartow, um, but a couple of the coaches from Bartow started at Lake Region with his brother, and now his brother is up here at, at uh, Ridge. So we have not only just Coach Tate, but we have some in-house rivalry going on tonight too.
1: Well, last year the, uh, the Yellow Jackets uh, got a victory over Ridge, Forty to twenty-one back at Bartow Memorial Stadium, and uh, Bruce, we, we talked about the importance of this ball game because it's a district game. The the if you, if you want to advance in the playoffs, play football in November. It starts tonight with the district contest, and it's very important to, to both squads to get off to a good start tonight.
2: Yeah, and and it and it is a bit of a rivalry. We play them every year, regardless. And um, with with Tate coming, you know, they fired Tate a couple years ago, and he came to us. We had him for a couple years, and then um he bounced over here back again this this is where he's he's going to end up every time and uh so uh that 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 puts a little more emphasis on winning this football game tonight and i i would be willing to bet that that uh, coach eden uh has has uh reminded them of that that uh, you know, he just up and left and came back here, and there's nothing against him, but uh, it's still a little bull- bulletin board type stuff that you can put in there, and uh, just to make the kids a little
4: bit more aggressive. Well, he challenges them. He told them we're, th- we're three and you0 and now you got to make it four and o, so you got to get out there and play your games.
1: Both teams are on the field right now, going through their their pregame warm up, and uh, we're about ready to get this uh, this this uh, underway. When we come back everybody's favorite feature and something that's happened in Stratton selections that's never happened before.
2: We were all under 500. No. Somebody was perfect. No. Andy Andy
1: got
4: Andy was on top.
1: Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> when we come well, back, three of them. <laughs> when we come back, it is Stratton selections for week number 4. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi,
5: I'm Benny Jr. with at 84. Reminding you, don't go the wrong way on your next purchase. Come to Bartow Ford and get the lowest price, the best treatment, without all the gimmicks and games. This time, save time and save money. Come to Bartow Ford, where we're different and we prove it.
6: Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Visit us at EvolveYourLawn.com.
7: For over 50 years, Keith Spray Service has been serving Polk County with specialized treatment of delicate ornamentals, including rose bushes. Want to learn more about the treatments of ornamentals as well as expert lawn care? Call Keith Spray Service.
1: Bar to Yellow Jacket football getting ready for tonight's district opener with the Ridge Community Bolts. And like we like to do, uh, let's see, Stratton selections. Last week, well, the four of us, you know, we test our pigskin IQ. We make a little bit of prognostications here. And last week, Mike, Andy, Bruce, and myself, we were all eight and three. In the many years we've been doing this, the four of us have never all had the same record during one week. That's pretty That's pretty interesting,
4: so, for sure. So
1: we were all 8-3, so that really doesn't change the standings too much. Mike and Bruce still with a big lead over myself and Andy.
4: Hmm.
1: Yeah, sorry. It's good company, Andy, at the bottom. With <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's look at week number four, Stratton Selections. And we'll start it off with another district contest that's going on tonight. Uh, not too very far away, just up there, uh, the Liberty Chargers are hosting the Davenport Broncos. Now, both teams are winless. So, Mike, somebody's going to walk away with a victory. What do you think?
3: Oh, my gosh. Let's go. I don't know. So, you guys noticed I haven't had my paper with me. I hadn't really done a whole bunch of research but let's say Davenport comes out on top of this one.
2: I am going. I was going with Davenport, too. Uh, th- those two points and the teams are like a mile apart, and, and I just can't see where any of them ever gets any
1: traction. I agree. Andy? I'll go with Davenport. Okay, all four of us on the Broncos. Up next, the uh, Kathleen Red Devils continue their road odyssey. They have not played a home game yet, and they probably won't until the end of September. So they're 0-3. And, uh, Bruce, they have a heck of a battle here. They're going down to face the Sebring Blue Streaks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think I'm riding Sebring on this one. I I agree. Sebring, yeah.
3: Sebring. Don't like to go out of the county, but we're going to have to on that one.
1: Up next, a team from Ocala, Lake Weir, the Hurricanes. They are 2-0 and on the year, and they're visiting the 2-0 and George Jenkins Eagles. Andy?
4: <laughs> I'm going to go with the team from coming in from out of town.
1: Ocala? Okay.
2: This is going to be a real embarrassing night for Jenkins, as it is on most nights. And um, Lake Weir will put it all over. I think the
1: Hurricanes will as well. Absolutely.
4: I like the Hurricanes.
1: Up next, the uh, Rock Titans. They are 0-2. They're on the road to Frostproof to take on the Bulldogs. And I think uh, Frostproof is going to have a... (laughs) pretty easy time with that.
3: Frostproof's going to end that game before the halftime.
1: Yeah, can you say running clock? Yeah. I agree with that. All four of us are with uh, Frostproof there. Okay, up next, the team that we will see next week, the Auburndale Bloodhounds. They're home tonight, taking on the Kissimmee Gateway Panthers. The gate- the Panthers are 0-2, yeah. Auburndale is 2-0. and This is a district game Bruce?
2: Yeah, uh, Gateway has never been the team. Because uh, semi is the football team and the basketball team there. Uh, Auburndale, take that
1: easy. Michael? Auburndale. And Mandy? Auburndale. All four of us are on the Bloodhounds. We, we're all four in, in sync tonight. I know, we Barber. could
2: go the same two weeks in a row.
1: All righty. Uh, the Lake Wales Highlanders, another district game. The Lake Wales is at Lake Region tonight. Where they are dedicating their stadium to their very first principal, they are having a dedication ceremony. Lake Region is one and O, Lake Wales three and i I'll start with Lake Wales.
2: Yeah, I, I would I would like to peek uh, out, but uh, Lake Region is Lake Region, and uh, Lake Wales will take that.
3: Yeah, I'm with you guys, black and orange. Lake on that Wales,
1: one. Highlanders will roll there. All right, up next, Mike. The the one game that you picked last week correctly and the three of us did not was the Fort Meade Lakeland Christian so Mike put on your minor hat tonight Fort Meade is on the road they're 2-0 and they're visiting the phosphate bowl to take on the Mulberry Panthers Mike
3: listen I mean I know somebody's going to jump on Coach Peavy on that in a heartbeat but I'm not even going to touch that one but I'm telling you Fort Meade's got a team this year that's going to be hard to contend with they after seeing what they did to Lakeland Christian last week, I mean, that quarterback and that team's just got their stuff wired together. So I think they're just going to be a force to be reckoned with throughout the season. So yeah, I'm going for it, meet on that I, one. I,
2: I didn't call Coach O'Neill yet to find out what happened to Lakeland Christian. But uh, I, the only people that are going to survive tonight uh, in Mulberry is the Mosquitoes. And, <laughs> exactly. and
1: uh, I think it'll be a running clock before the end of the first half. I agree. Andy? I'm
4: going with the, with the
1: Miners. Everybody on the Fort Meade Miners. All right, Bruce, you mentioned a minute ago the Osceola Cowboys. They are surprisingly 0-3 on the year. Ooh. Yeah. They're at home to take on the visiting Lakeland Dreadnoughts, who are 1-2. and two. When was the last time this oh particular matchup, and they were basically 1-5 collectively among the two of them, but uh, Lakeland versus Osceola tonight. What do you think, Bruce? I'm going with Kissimmee-Osceola. I, I I
2: don't know why uh, I just I I, I just because Simi's
3: always been a power out. I don't know what's going on, bizarro world. What do you think, Andy?
4: I'm going to go with Lakeland tonight.
3: Yeah, and Lakeland's coming off a loss from that team out of state, too, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, which they played very good for. Philly, from they board. played Philly from yeah,
2: yeah, so, number eight team in the country.
3: Yeah, I, I I tell you, I think Lakeland Lakeland's just looking for that person to take a little bit of revenge out on. So I think I'm going to stay in the county. I think I'm going to take Lakeland on that one.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Dreadnoughts as well, so Bruce will be by himself. There's there's Bruce's edge, right? I here. have to. Yep. Okay, up next, Lakeland Christian. We talked about them. They were kind of handed their hat down in Fort Meade. Lakeland Christian is 2-1. and one. They're over in Zephyr Hills tonight to play a very good Christian Academy team. They're also 2-1 on the year as well. What do you think about that one, Mike?
3: And I hate to go against those Polk County teams, but I know Fort Meade put it on Lakeland Christian last week. But I think that was just that Fort Meade's just that stack this year. So I'm going to go Lakeland Christian on that one against Seffer Hills.
2: I, you know me, I it's it's the total opposite of Jenkins. I'm going
1: with Lakeland Christian. I'm going to will go with the Vikings as well. Vikings, <laughs> uh, right? Everybody's on Lakeland Christian. Uh, up next, uh, the game, the other game in our district, Bartow's other two district opponents, Haynes City. Is at Winter Haven tonight. Haines City is one and two. Winter Haven is one and one. And again, th- they play in the same district that Barto does. So this is the other two teams playing tonight. Um, Bruce, what do you think about that game?
2: I don't think every, either one of them is a very good team. And uh, I, I was, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Winter Haven just because Haines City uh, messed me up uh, a couple of weeks
1: ago. I'm picking Haines City as well, Andy. I'm going to go with Haines City, Michael. Winter Haven's a home. Winter Haven is at home, yes. I'm going Winter Haven. I, I went Winter. I
2: to
3: uh, Haines City. Oh, Bruce went Haines City? No, 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 no. No, I'm, Bruce, you went Winter Haven. Winter Haven. Winter Haven. You went Winter Haven, <laughs> Bruce. Jeff ain't
1: got enough ink to keep Yeah, I'm
3: the only one that went Winter Haven. I did. I went Winter Haven because Winter Haven's oh, at home tonight.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let me turn that headphone up for you. Follow me. Okay. Our final game of the season, the Lake Gibson Braves, who do this once a year, they take a road trip. Well, they took one this time. Lake Gibson is 3-0. and They traveled up to Leesburg, Georgia. To take on the Lee County Trojans, who are three and one on the year, it's hard to make these predictions on these out of state games like this. But Lake Gibson three and zero. They, like I said, they travel like this once a year,
2: um, and they get beat once a year. They do. And uh, uh, Georgia football is is a. Is a little different brand. I, I know if I, I know if uh, Coach Eden's father enjoyed uh, Bartow football and Polk County football last week. That's a different area out there. I'm going to Georgia. Bruce is picking Lee
3: County. Mike, it's a long trip for Lake Gibson, but listen, let's hope Lake Gibson can bring it back to Central Florida.
1: Mike's rolling with the Braves. I'm going to join you, Mike. I'm going to say Lake Gibson as well. What do you think, Andy? I'm going with Georgia. All right, so the Edmund brothers are picking Georgia. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. That is our Stratton selections for tonight. Hope you enjoyed it, played along. Another you
2: know, exciting week.
1: Yeah, yelled at us on the radio for making some blunders, but uh, there you go. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll keep you updated. We're getting close to kickoff here. Both teams are on the field going through their final warm-ups as the, the stands are beginning to fill with fans. Tell you what, when we come back, We will uh, hear the uh, pregame comments from Bartow Yellow Jacket head coach Tyler Eden. And that's coming up next. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF.
8: Hello, Bartow. This is Joe Decessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com.
9: The Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance Agency has been serving Central Florida since nineteen eighty four. They all work and live in your neighborhood and take pride in our history. Offices in Bartow, there when you need them, representing only the most reliable companies in the industry.
7: Your Bartel Beef O'Brady's in the Barto Center South is your headquarters for good food and good sports. With something for everyone on the menu, your Bartel Beefs is perfect for the family, an office lunch, or to feed the team after a big win. Beefs, where game time meets family time.
1: Once again, happy to be joined by Bartow Yellow Jacket head coach Tyler Eden, Coach, 3-0. and uh, What a homecoming performance last Friday night at Bartow Memorial Stadium. You beat a very good Golden Gate team out of uh, Naples, 3-0. and You talked about wanting to open it up through the air a little bit before the game. We saw a lot of that. Uh, KJ, two touchdown passes. You got Taylor involved in the game. Yeah. Uh, just recap real quick everything that went good for you and bad in
5: the game last week. Yes, sir. Well, first off, glory to God and and just so proud of the way that the boys fought. And um, yeah, you know, that Golden Gate team was really good. They had a bunch of transfers, like we said, that real talented team. I think they had a couple three stars on that team. But that's a team, too, by the way. And I just want to give a big shout out to our defense that is averaging 40 points from the kickoff classic to week one to week two. And they played Winter Haven, Victory Christian, and I forget who the third game was, but they've averaged 40 points our defense did not let them score a touchdown um so as far as what we did offensively i was really you know happy i think we took a, we're not where we need to be yet um because again and i tell them you know we scored 24 points that's the best we've done offensively so far because we've scored 21 in the other games we've, we finally scored 24 offensively but we had a fumble down there at the goal line early in the game because we tried to go on two we got them to jump but we snapped it ball gets the ground they get the ball that would have been a, i think we could have scored a touchdown there so there's, Uh, 31. Then we miss a wide open receiver down the sideline right before the half. We underthrow it. It's picked. That would have been another one, I believe. That's 38. And then you go um, to the fumble on the goal line. It gets ripped and it becomes a touchdown. That's 45. So you're looking at a team that if we just executed and fired on all cylinders could have scored 45 points on a team that has been dominant they shut out Winterhaven. They shut out or they let Victory Christian score one touchdown. Um, they've been dominant. And, and so the thing that I'm so excited about is, you know, KJ looked uh, just getting more and more comfortable in the air. Uh, janias taylor is such a a great athlete and just such a a humble young man you know he didn't complain at all hadn't been getting the ball hadn't been getting the ball and boy he had a great game huge catch down the sideline uh the go-ahead touchdown on a running play here um so we're able to utilize his speed and get him involved more but i'm excited about you know the defense continue to play well i'm excited about where the offense is going and hopefully we can take another big step this week
1: yeah, tonight we open up district play against ridge community some underlying stories here former coach richard tate now on the opposite side of the field against the yellow jackets tonight a team he's very familiar with i'm sure mm-hmm. and uh i know you want to go 4-0 but most importantly it's a district win that you want That's to right. get tonight
5: what is your approach to take on the bolts tonight well you know and i told the guys this all week when it comes to district play and really when it comes to anything you know we don't even talk about winning the games right now we just talk about what it takes to win we just talk about We're not talking about the outcomes. We're talking about what does it take to get the desired outcome. And so for us it's a district game and we've talked about that we've talked about building a championship winning culture and so before you can win a championship at the state or the regional level you get to compete for a district title and so we know that we have three opportunities to do so and if we take full advantage of each opportunity and handle business we can be champions and so um we, but we also don't talk about the extracurriculars we don't talk about the the extras and that we just focus on again playing assignment perfect football doing your job four to six seconds at a time for 48 minutes or whatever is required until that scoreboard says the game is over and and playing more physical than the guy across from you um the third thing the big one is that i challenged them this week is don't get caught up in any of the extras right it's not about who's on the other sideline it's not about uh anything else we don't do anything special because it's a district game you play the same way you've been playing with that intensity that assignment perfect mentality and together continue to build that culture and and i believe i really like our chances and and i'm excited about uh about getting it done Last week we saw K.J.
1: come out of the game for a little bit, a little injury, but he did go back in and reenter the game. Uh,
5: talk about any kind of injuries we had this week and a good week of practice. Yeah, you know, so the only real injury we kind of came out of that with was um, Jason Williams. Um, he did does have something going on, but he'll be back uh, at latest by Winter Haven. So he's, he'll be out this week, maybe out for Auburndale, we got to see, um, but he'll definitely be back by Winter Haven. Um, I think there's no doubt about that, and he's a competitor. And I don't want to give him a huge huge praise here on this because he was done at halftime there was no way he was going to play he found the strength he went back and got his pads and said i'm not coming and i tried to take him out many times during the game he said i'm not coming out until we win this game and we did and so um, just really big kj came out he had some things going on but he got back in there and fought hard like a champion does and he got it done and very proud of that, and so as far as week of practice, I think it's been very good. I think we've been focused. I think it's gone pretty smooth. Um, but again, the big thing that I've just been trying to challenge these young men in is now it comes down to sustained success, and sustained success is always harder than uh, quick success, right? You win win a game, okay. Well, anybody can win one game. You win two games, okay. Well, that's great. You win three, okay. they're starting to do something. Now there's that element of are you going to get bored with the little details? Are you going to start getting bogged down and and not? getting excited for practice and, and focusing on the, the the game film and the details so i really try to challenge them this week to be more disciplined than they've ever been to be more focused than they've ever been and so i'm hoping we're able to come out and, and showcase that and get another and get another big win and really a take we said you know one for three we just take the take one at a time one then you move on to two and move on to three so we can just go take that championship Coach, there was a kind of an announcement earlier this
1: week. Um, one of our star players, uh, Big Baby Bird, is that what he's called online? Yeah, yeah. Kwavion uh, made a commitment to uh, Central Michigan. Yes, sir. Yeah, he did. I'm awful, um, awful happy with that young
5: man. Me, too. Great young man, uh, tremendous talent, and he's really impressed me with his leadership. You know, um, he's done such a good job from the moment he came back to this program of just. Um, setting the tone, working hard making sure everybody's focused and locked in and he's a, he's a winner he wants to win and so that's a huge pickup for central Michigan um, they're going they're only going to get better um, with this and I think he's going to be somebody that makes an impact early in his career there and I think um, you know just look for him to do big things on Saturdays and, and have a great great career ahead of him Coach, good luck tonight in the first district game. Go Barto! Before we leave you, though, we
1: got to do our picks, right? <laughs> We're gonna. This is a tradition now. And I got a little flack last week for letting you pick Ohio State all the time. Uh, uh, yeah. be, especially this week. Uh, what is it? Uh, you're are you're, you're a 30 point favorite going into this week, Ohio State. So we've made a little deal. Let, let's bring it back home. Tennessee and
5: Florida. Yeah. What do you think about that game? You know, so Gainesville invited a couple of our players down because they're recruiting them. And in fact, they invited uh, they invited all three. They invited. Um, jaden williams janias taylor and tavaris murray and so i really like the atmosphere there i'm not ready to commit to any florida team to make sure that no one hates me but um uh, oh it's tough i'll tell you what and i love florida i loved everything but i gotta go with tennessee i'm sorry i think they're gonna win i think they're the better team although i'd love for florida to kick their butt and knock them down Coach, good luck tonight at Ridge Community First Sister Game of the Year, and we'll bring home WinFarto. Yes, sir. It, Jackets.
1: Jackets. The pregame comments of Barto Yellow Jacket head coach Tyler Eden. Stand by. Coming up next, it is kickoff. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF.
7: This is Tyler Kelly with Kelly Buick GMC. Each year, we donate a brand new GMC truck to our schools. Go to 20bucktruck.com for details on how you can win a brand new GMC from Kelly Buick GMC. 20bucktruck.com.
10: The Whitten-McLean Funeral Home of Bartow and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. Hold high the responsibility placed on them. Offering you the personal attention and distinctive service you deserve. Whitten and McLean, synonymous with service.
9: Are you crazy for customer service? So are we. Here at jewelers, we realize that our complete customer satisfaction is essential to our success. With our friendly and knowledgeable staff, you'll feel right at home as soon as you walk through the door. This is more than just a job. It's our love and passion. Come see us. Emily at jewellers.
1: tonight's national anthem performed by the marching band from ridge community high school and we're getting ready to get this ball game underway along with mike Ayers, he's down on the yellow jacket sideline across the field from us we have bruce and andy edmund here in the booth i'm jeff thornburg thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight here for uh, yellow jacket football a big district game taking on the ridge community bolts and coach uh, richard tate who uh, last year was a coach over the yellow jackets so uh be interesting to see the return here, Bruce.
2: Well, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested too. But what I'm more interested in is Coach Eden. Um, he only picked one game this week. What was yeah. up with that? We got you still got to give him a couple. I still of got games. to give him two. Okay, I yeah, got to give him two. And uh, he picked Florida, or he picked Tennessee over Florida. And I, I understand that, and I respect it. He's a X's and O's guy, and on paper. Florida should get beat, and should get beat probably pretty bad. But I see that, it's Florida, Tennessee, and it's at the Swamp. At the Swamp, yeah. And last week, Florida, you know, they played uh, McNeese State, but they still got that feeling under them. You know, uh, they ran the ball for 350 yards. Mertz did a great job at quarterback. And that, that that's a whole lot when you're coming into a new season with a new quarterback. And uh, I think uh, Florida's going to give them a run for their money.
1: And he, like I said, he was there. Mm-hmm. He had three three Yellow Jackets went with him up to the trip. They invited him up there, and they were on the sideline. They had to, they took a nice photo there inside the swamp. So he got to see the atmosphere. He got to see the traditions and everything. Yeah.
2: So, uh, I'm, uh, Coach, I'm not upset with you this week. Now, next week or something, if you pick uh, somebody besides Florida, then we might be a little upset. Both.
1: We yeah. also want to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We also want to say a big big shout out to uh, uh, to t- uh, coach Eden's dad uh, Jim who was on the broadcast last week he interviewed with Mike and uh, Mary and Jim back up in Ohio along with uh, the grandparents uh, Jim and Tess Weber I appreciate them tuning in as well it was good to see coach Eden's family down here last week at my Memorial Stadium for home it
2: was it was really cool and and as fathers uh, we we know the feeling when our sons do something good. It's better than anything that we've ever done in our life. So for that, for his dad to be standing down there, you know, the pride was just just pouring out of him, and, and I'm
1: thrilled that they were here. He did say he did say that um, Coach Eden said that he, he did get a look from his dad um, when the when the big lineman, the, oh the offensive lineman ran or the defensive line ran down the fumble recovery. He, he did get a little look from his dad about that, like shaking his head, like. What happened there, Coach? You know, so, uh, uh, but it was good to have them on the program last week. We appreciate them. And, and I hope they enjoyed coming to Bartow. It's it's, it's really fun to have them here. I hope they can return back real soon.
2: Well, dads are the biggest fans, but they're also the biggest critics, too. So uh, we understand that as well. And, Mike, we just had the coin
1: toss. Yeah, so Ridge won a coin toss. It looks like they're going to defer to the second half, guys. So Barto will receive uh, Barto tonight wearing the uh, orange pants, the white jerseys, and their orange helmets. For Ridge Community, the uh, I guess you call it silver, silver pants, and then the royal dark navy blue, almost black jerseys, and with the silver helmets as well. This field here at Bolt Field, it runs north and south, right, Bruce? Correct. Mm-hmm. In my direction, straight, and looks uh, like it, it, wind is running uh, east to west. Yeah, we are on the on the western side of the stadium, so we're facing. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> Way off over there. You know what this reminds me of? We were just in Lake Mineola last year for a playoff game. Mm-hmm. This The the, the scenery kind of reminds me of being in Lake Mineola. Up on a ridge, a lot of developments around you. Yeah, yeah. It, it,
2: was a, it was a pretty area up there. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of sh- not shocked, but uh, normally Ridge represents a lot better. There's not a very big crowd. Bartow, of course... They're filling up the little stadium stands they have over there as they keep rolling in. And uh, Barto travels well, as yeah. we all know. I was going
1: to say Barto travels real good. They support their teams. We're waiting for the teams to reemerge here from uh, the locker rooms. The captains have met on the field, and we've had the coin toss. Barto will receive the opening kickoff. And before we get underway, just want to pass along a little programming note for you in case you haven't heard yet. Uh, tomorrow's NASCAR Cup Series race at Bristol—they've uh, changed the start time, trying to anticipate some weather that might be moving into the Bristol area tomorrow night. So the the, the cutoff race at Bristol for the Cup Series is going to start one hour earlier tomorrow. So on the radio, five thirty is now the broadcast oh, time wow. for the start of that race. I'm glad I knew that. Know that. So we'll have it on the air for you five thirty tomorrow, um, and hoping get it. Hope the weather holds off. With the addition of that uh, earlier start time for that, and another piece of news from Bristol, Bruce, I don't hear about this. Next year, they're doing away with the dirt. Next year, both races at Bristol will be on the asphalt or concrete surface.
2: Yeah, it was fun for a couple of seasons, but Bristol is a different different ball game. And and to be at Bristol in that uh, dome is uh, it, it's it's not a dome, but uh, you know it's it's that. It's a stadium. Yeah. And uh, it, that's just such cool racing. And you got, you got Bristol's Bristol.
1: Baby. <laughs> I would love to go see that night race up there. Both teams now making their way onto the field and running through the cheerleaders. And uh, we're getting very close to uh, kickoff. Bruce, they threw a threw a lightning bolt in the middle of the field there. Yeah. How about that?
4: Yeah, and it actually stuck. How about so <laughs> we're really happy about that. I think they had a place set there where they put it. You guys are tough. <laughs> Listen, he
3: put that thing in the ground like he was meant, yeah. like it was meant to be there.
4: Hey, he's got like a little golf uh, tee hole there. We, he... I don't know. He's a
2: big boy. He can, he can probably put some whatever.
1: Here, I'm going to be good. Here come the bolts, ready to kick off. Now the Yellow Jackets uh, will go on offense. So we'll get to see uh, Valentine and the crew. Uh, take the field uh, first tonight. But here we go. The 3-0 and Bartow Yellow Jackets taking on the 1-2 and 2. Ridge Community Bolts in the uh, district opener for both squads tonight. Kicking off for Ridge is going to be number 24, and that one's going to be uh, Giovanni. Giovanni has it teed up. He got the orange tape on tonight. Stanley needs to back up a still. Okay, good. Get everybody on sides here for the Yellow Jacket. Back deep to receive. That's gonna be our buddy Murray back there.
2: And obviously he doesn't kick too far because Bartow is way up.
1: Murray is standing I'm right looking of, for an offside. Oh, kick. he's gonna
2: Yeah, it'd be nice if he kicked off uh, from <laughs> he, the forty there, buddy. He had,
1: they had the ball spotted to the 35, so they told him to move up to the forty.
2: And he's aiming, he's aiming right towards Murray.
4: Giovanni kicks it. It's, going to be know, it's gonna be kick. a little pooch kick. Pooch kick.
1: And it's going to be taken at the 25-yard line by the up oh, man. That's going to be Murray. Murray's across the 30, 35. Murray's at the 40. Murray at the 45. And down at midfield. Nice. A nice return by Murray. It was,
2: and he I think he got the, he got his bell rung right there, guys. But uh, he uh, uh, brought it clear across the field back towards us and then cut it upfield and, and, like you said, got a great return. But uh, he took a solid hit, and... Uh might want to check him because he got banged
1: in the helmet a little bit. He was the last uh, Yellow Jacket player to, to walk over to the field. And he's headed over uh, to the bench area, so we'll keep an eye on Murray. Here come the Yellow Jackets, first and ten. The ball placed right at midfield. Hey, Bruce. And the quarterback, number 15, K.J. Valentine. He's the senior leader of the offense. I'm going to start everything here in a little, little shotgun, Bruce. A little empty backfield to start the ball game. Three receivers in the pattern. Here's the snap. Valentine turns, throws, pass is complete. Oh, face That's Williams. Jadon Williams with a reception is going to pick up about three yards. Boy, he turned his head. I
2: mean, he turned his head with the face mask and no flags.
5: Come on. Go ahead. Wow.
1: Second down and we'll call it eight. Second and eight. They'll spot the ball right about the 48-yard line for the Yellow Jackets. We're just underway. The Yellow Jackets and Ridge Community.
3: Yeah, guys, that was kind of a, an odd two-yard play there because you look at the defense, and they were giving him like 10 yards on that. He just couldn't get it turned upfield quick enough.
1: Closing speed, got some speed at linebacker. Two receivers on the near side of the field. Again, Valentine, the little pistol formation. This time he'll turn and he'll hand it off and up the middle. Nothing nope, they're going to bounce to the outside. That's Himes, keeps him legs. Oh, no, nope, that's going to be Glover, 23.
2: Yeah, and, and, and if the little, the little guy, uh, I think that's number eight. If he doesn't get hold of him, uh, Himes is off to the races. But the little bitty guy who's playing defensive tackle or defensive end uh, came up and made a really
1: nice stop. Going to give him three yards on the play. It's going to be third and five here for the Yellow Jackets. Butler will line up as a receiver on the near side of the field. Taylor on the far side. Taylor with two touchdowns last week. And then Thomas is in a little slot position. From the pistol, the quarterback, Valentine, takes it. Hands off. Up the middle goes the running back. Breaks one tackle. That's Himes. He puts his head down, you and he it. falls forward for a first down. Yeah, Great
2: job. As, as They they had him they had him stood up uh, about two yards from the first down, and he just plowed through them, uh, Mike, and, and got an uh, extra three yards out of that.
3: Yeah, when he lowers that head, he's going to get that extra two or three yards every time because he's just running with so much power. that It's going to be hard to stop him. You're going to cut his legs out from underneath him to put him down.
1: First and ten for the Yellow Jackets at the Ridge Community, thirty nine yard lines. Two receivers left, two receivers right of the formation. Empty backfield and ridge community jumps off sides. That's sad. something
2: that uh, Eden has done every week now and it's worked. And you you don't you don't do it uh, on certain situations, you you do it on different situations every week. Oh, come well, first. thank you very much, dear.
1: First and five here for the Yellow Jackets at the Ridge 34-yard line. Again, empty backfield. Empty backfield for the Jackets. Valentine takes it, throws a little slant across the middle. The pass is complete, and that is going to be 84. He's up the middle. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He's going to get a touchdown. a touchdown. That is Smith, Tarnell Smith, with a touchdown.
2: Yeah, we haven't called his name this year, and he comes from the tight end spot, and he just turns. He does a he does a quick curl, like about a 7, 8-yard curl. Uh, Valentine hits him, and he turns, and he runs by him and scores a touchdown.
3: Yeah, and if, if that defense is going to play soft enough to give that to them all night, I mean, just take it until you tighten that defense up a little bit. You bring them in, and then you open it up for, for Valentine to throw something across the middle.
1: So Valentine to Smith, and, yeah, the big number 84, the senior tight end, rumbles 34 yards for the first score of the night. Barto in front, 6 to nothing. Quezon Mullis on for the extra point. Has it all teed up, and it sails right through the upright. It is good. 9-13 to play here in the first quarter. It's Bartow 7 and Ridge Community Nothing. Yeah. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Today's broadcast is
7: presented in part by Pallet One. Now seeking employees, offering competitive pay, great benefits, and a safety-first environment. Join Palad One for a stable, long-term career as part of a fast-paced, dedicated team. Pallet One is an equal opportunity employer.
1: Once again, Craig, a budget you pull at a Bartow on their inventory.
11: But uh, most of our vehicles are around uh, uh, from the early 90s to the uh, the mid-2010s, you know, 2008, 9, 10, that area.
1: The parts you need when you need it. Budget you pull at Highway 60 East, Bartow.
11: In today's
12: complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright & Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright & Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven.
1: Welcome back to uh, Bartow Yellow Jacket Football here on uh, WBF. Bartow in front, 7 to nothing. Here's the kickoff, sailed down to the 20-yard line. Ridge has it and returning it to the 30-35, still on his feet, and finally brought down near the 39-yard line.
2: Yeah, really good return. As uh, I don't know if that was planned by Mullis or not, but uh, he, he didn't kick it deep at all. Uh, The flag is blowing in his face, and it's a pretty good breeze. Probably, what, 15, 20 mile an hour, Mike?
3: Absolutely. You can see the palm trees here in the north end zone. I mean, you can see all those. They're just standing straight out. So it's a pretty good breeze here. So I think the thing just went up in the air, caught some, and it just kind of hung there.
1: All righty, our first look at the uh, Ridge community offense uh, tonight first and 10 from their own 39 yard line the quarterback That's mishandles fumble. the ball he picks it up but the timing is all messed up he scrambles and drops it he just literally dropped the ball pick and it's still being bobbled around pars is going to pick it up and that is going to be number 7 and he fumbled williams
2: nope they're calling down good oh at the 5
1: yard line boy that play had everything
2: it did and it was that was crazy uh Jaden Williams, I mean, they were they were trying to scoop and score, scoop and score. And you're taught that as a defensive back and a linebacker. You'd scoop and score. And nobody could get a hold of it, so they just kept pushing it down the field. And finally, Williams picked it up about the 20. They spin him down at the 5, and he loses the ball, but
1: fortunately he was down. And Bruce, from the very beginning of that play, the, the snap to the quarterback didn't seem right, and he could never get a handle on it, and that's what led to the... So all that uh, it was commotion,
2: his, it was over his head. He was trying to reach up and grab for it. Now Valentine's screaming for a
1: player.
3: It's and, guys, it. as quick as Bartos, Bartos scored, I just got a time score time update. Now. Fort Meade, seven, Mulberry,
1: zero. Barto was forced to call a Shocker. timeout with some, with some personnel changes there. Coach or, Peavy, I wonder if he heard that. I'm sure he did. Coach Peavy's probably watching the
3: race right now. Coach Peavy, it's seven, Fort Meade, zero, Mulberry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's only going to get worse, Coach. Proud to be uh, Bartow's air conditioning company. It is Citrus Air Conditioning. Complete service for your home or office. With such great care, it must be Citrus Air. Give them a call, 534-1171. Thank you to Jonathan Jester and everybody at Citrus Air Conditioning of Bartow. 534-1171. So Fort Meade's in front.
2: and Coach Alex, Washington. Is uh, chiming in our buddy Garth, who runs the 555 program, uh, wishing a happy birthday. I don't know who, but um, uh, <laughs> can't say anything about that. But thanks, coach. I really appreciate
4: it. Oh, I can. Oh, whatever.
1: First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at the five yard line. KJ Valentine up under center. Second man through is Glover. Oh, Turtle on. bounces He's to the outside, it. and he streams right onto the end zone for a Yellow Jacket touchdown. 23, Darnell Glover with a five-yard touchdown run. He, that play was designed to go
2: inside, guys, and it was clogged up, and, and he just turned right and turned on the Jets and outran everybody to the end zone.
3: Yeah, there was nobody out here on the outside, so when he saw that outside open, he knew exactly where he was going with that one.
1: So Barto. Points off the uh, fumble on the very first play by Ridge. They fumbled it. Barto turns it into a five yard touchdown run from Glover. Mullis on again for the extra point attempt. This one again sails right on through the uprights. It is perfect. Bartow in front now, 14 to nothing. Mike gave us that score with Fort me. Bruce, I got one for you. Lake Gibson, seven. League County, nothing. Wow. The Georgia school. And how about this? The Lakeland Dreadnoughts, 16. Osceola, nothing.
3: First oh, quarter. Yeah, where did everybody from Massaola go? So, what
1: school did they go to over I don't there? Know. St. Thomas. Did they go to St. Thomas? Maybe. Probably. And my score you had was uh, Fort Meade seven, Mulberry nothing. Correct. All righty. Well, here at Ridge Community, the Yellow Jackets on the board quickly. It's eight forty-three left in the first quarter, and Bartos in front, fourteen to nothing. KJ Valentine on the opening possession of the ball game through a 34-yard touchdown pass to uh, Trinnell Smith. And then following the fumble recovery by the Yellow Jacket defense, a five-yard touchdown run from uh, Glover, a.k.a. Turtle.
2: Yeah, and and uh, really want uh, to give a shout-out to the long snapper there, the center. I mean, that was a rocket shot, a bullet back to Valentine. He puts the ball down, gives, gives Mullis plenty of time to set and kick.
1: Hey, he's the, that ball. The kickoff is going to be a high, high kick taken at the 25-yard oh. line, and he is hammered. Who is that? He laid
4: him out. Number 18. That would be uh, B.J.
1: Walker. He laid him out. Special teams guy. All right, Ridge will enter the field now with their second possession of the ball game, trailing now 14 to nothing. quarterback is uh he wears number 10 uh rocky pernicki is his uh he is a junior says here six 360 pounds yeah, he's a he's a tall he's a tall drink of water um he's going to line up in the pistol formation he'll turn hand it off to the first man through and he's got a nice little gain of about 10 12 yards before being brought down in the secondary
2: yeah williams was going for the strip the whole way some sometimes you just need to wrap up and and uh try to take him down instead of trying to get that football That was
1: Tubbs on the carry. Levonsky-Tubbs. So first and ten for Ridge at their own 39-yard line. Two receivers on the far side of the field. Rocky into the uh, shotgun. Again, handing off to Tubbs. Up the middle he goes. He runs right into Mikey on Bruce and a whole bunch of Yellow Jackets.
2: Bruce was the first one to get to him, and uh, there was was no moving forward from that point on.
1: It's going to be second and ten. No gain on the play here for Ridge. Second and ten from their own 39-yard line for Ridge. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right of the formation. Again, now in the shotgun is the quarterback, Rocky. Here's the snap. He'll roll to his right, looking downfield. He's under some pressure from Davis, and down the field he slings it, and it's oh, incomplete. Great job number
4: thirty-one almost got a hand on it, knock it out of the way.
2: Yeah, and Hampton came up. Hampton was uh, gonna gonna get a little pick, and uh, just barely missed it.
1: And we got big number nine running you down in the in the offensive backfield. Yeah, Davis. He, he could hear him too. Davis was the defensive player of the week last week. Without a doubt. For the Yellow Jackets. Davis uh, plays defensive end, along with his other linemen, Mike on Bruce, Quavion Bird, and Martin. Yeah, we're really happy
2: to see Bird signing uh, with Central Michigan as well uh, this week. He's got that out of the way, and now he can just sit back and play football.
1: Again, there's a third and ten for Ridge high Community. A little again. high snap. They're going to give a cross hole. action. Tubbs at the 40, at the 45. Tubbs still on his feet. He's got a first down, and he lowers the boom on one of a jacket defender. That
2: was Williams. Williams is uh, getting in all, uh, on everything, but uh, he he paid the price on that
1: one. Into Yellow Jacket territory goes Lake Region. First and ten at the Bartow 38-yard line. Hey, Mike,
3: have you heard from our folks in uh, in Alabama? I have not heard from them, but I did hear some scuttlebutt here on the sideline that number two for Ridge, Tubbs. That name probably sounds familiar
1: to you guys, Barry. He was in Bartow last year. He sure was. Here's the snap. Handoff. And it's going to be a quarterback Ooh, keeper. They, that ball's Bartow. on the ground. Barto's ball, guys. barto has yeah. got it. And that is uh, Martin. <laughs> That's Martin with the ball, number 88. Jeremiah Martin with the recovery. Are they going to say he's down?
3: No, he was not down. No, he was not down. That that should be called Bartow's ball, but they're going to say it's... Yep, Bartow yep, ball. They're going to call Bartow ball.
2: Yeah, he was far from down. Again, a very high snap. I mean, This kid had not gotten a good snap yet tonight.
1: That's the second turnover in as many possessions for Ridge tonight. Bartow will take over first and ten at their own 42-yard line. They had a nice little drive going. Yeah,
2: and the first thing I do is I get that center on the sideline and have him start snapping the ball.
1: So K.J. Valentine will bring the offense out onto the field. Butler and Himes on the near side of the field. And they go up top here. Put Smith in motion. He caught one touchdown pass tonight. And they're going to put uh, Thomas sweep. in motion. They're going to give it the jet sweep to Thomas. He tries to turn the quarter. He's going to get a decent gain, about five yards on the play.
2: Yeah, good job. Uh, good good positive yards. That's all you're looking for here. Is, uh, you know, they got almost seven yards on that play right there. That makes for a pleasant evening.
1: Second and four here for the Yellow Jackets. Ball now spotted at the Ridge 47-yard line. Second and four. Jackets are going to send four receivers on the far side of the field, one on the near side. That's Butler, empty backfield. Ridge almost jumped.
2: They're going to put somebody in motion here, I would think. Or they've got
1: isolation over here. Valentine takes the snap. He wants to throw. He breaks one tackle. Off the middle goes KJ Valentine. He's going to pick up two. It's going to be third and two at the forty-five.
2: Yeah, it's single coverage here on the left. They they overloaded that right side, and I I think there was. I mean, he was looking right the whole time, but maybe they're setting something up for later on in the game.
3: Yeah, as soon as he snapped that ball, all, all the defensive guys dropped back on this right-hand side of the line, and you had one guy that was still short. It was about five yards out, which, you know, you give me those five yards, and those five turns into eight, and those eight turns into ten real quick-like.
1: All right, third and two here for the Yellow Jackets at the Ridge 45-yard line. Bartow in front, 14 to nothing. Here's the third down play, and option. it's going to be a little option toss, and Himes got it. He's into some daylight
13: you got a flag, flag
1: on the plate. Himes gets down to about the 33-yard line.
2: Yeah, a little speed option right there. He takes about three steps and pitches it right away. Full speed, Himes uh, collects the ball and gets downfield. Now we got to see what this flag is.
3: Yeah, that flag came flying in from about 15 yards away.
1: Deep Still, from the secondary, yeah, it did come flying in. Don't be an info. See what they're discussing here. Illegal block against Barto, Two of them. So we'll see what they do here with this. i will probably back up the Yellow Jackets, and they will march it off. That's a 15-yarder, too. Looks like it occurred about the 35-yard line, so they'll march it off to the 45-yard line. I guess it's only 10.
2: Oh, Garth uh sending over. A good-looking Yellow Jacket cup. That is awesome. Man, that is really cool. Oh, yeah. I have to see if Elizabeth can't pop up with something like that. You oh, send it
3: to
1: her, does. she can do it. I figure exactly. I'm i sure she can get that done. So the, after the penalty, the ball will basically be back to where it was before. It's going to be third and two at the 45-yard line for Bartow. Again. Ah. Oh, Barto jumped.
2: That was a touchdown score, Smith.
1: Yeah, he flinched a little bit, little one to leave a little early. That'll back up the all jackets five, make it third and eight. Now the ball at midfield.
2: Yeah, and, and totally changes the play calling here. Before you 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 had everything in in the bag that you could call, now now you're gonna have to most likely throw it or maybe a little jet sweep or something.
1: Here comes the third and eight play for Barto from midfield. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. Himes, the running back, standing right next to the quarterback, K.J. Valentine. Here's the snap. Valentine looks to the right, throws. Pass is complete to the tight end. Smith, Smith struggling, 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 got and he got keeps his legs going. He's got a first down. Where has he been,
2: guys? I guess with uh, Williams being out, uh, this young man is getting the chance to play. And this is what I talk about. You, you never know when your number's going to be called. And when your number's called, you got to go. And he may find himself
1: some playing time now. First and ten for the Jackets. A little hurry up there back on the line of scrimmage. First and ten from the Ridge 41-yard line. Three receivers on the near side of the field. Valentine in the shotgun takes the snap. He wants to throw. He gets it out. Passes complete to Thomas. Thomas at the 35. Thomas at the 30. Now right up to the 25. And Thomas finally slung down at the 23.
2: And that was a that was a beautiful bo- uh, block by uh, uh Taylor.
1: And Jackets again quickly to the line of scrimmage. First and 10 at the ridge 24 yard line. I like it when they do this hurry up offense. It's it's you know. Uh, and Ridge jumped
2: again. Yeah, and when we heard Coach Eden talking about that last week in the pregame, when he is able to go tempo, uh, how they average like almost what six yards more a carry when they're able to go tempo, and when you can do that, man, you can you can wreak some havoc.
1: A free five-yard penalty marched off against Ridge. parto first and five now from the 19-yard line. Valentine, little pistol formation. Here's the snap, and they're going to hand it off to Himes. Himes dances around. He cuts back, gets a block from his quarterback, but Ridge is there to bring it down for a loss. Yeah,
2: that uh, great pursuit by uh, number two for Ridge, uh, one of the linebackers, as, as he comes in hard
1: and, and just wouldn't let him get away. So they're gonna lose a couple on the play, make it second down and seven here for Bartow. Two seventeen left in the first quarter. Yellow Jackets in front, fourteen to nothing. Yeah, guys, and real quick,
3: like if anybody's interested in traveling tomorrow, the Bartow five fifty five boys play in St. Petersburg tomorrow. So wow. if you're interested in traveling to watch some youth football, Saint Pete's where it's gonna be at tomorrow. That's great. And the uniforms
2: Garth got for those kids
1: is unreal. Empty backfield on the second down and seven valentine running ring now he's got some daylight right up the middle Uh, goes kj valentine he turns on the speed and he's got a touchdown yeah
2: what a great job we got away with a little hold there on the inside mike uh, looked like the guard was holding a little bit but uh, we'll take that valentine it just looked like he was all by himself just sprinting down the field nobody was even near him the whole time
3: there was 20 yards on either side of him running right down the center of the field
1: kind of helps when you have a free safety yeah exactly 1.44 144 left here in the first quarter, and Bartow has their third touchdown on three possessions tonight. Valentine will now assume the holder duties. Quezon Mullis set to add the extra point. Here's the snap. Beautiful. The kick is up. Right through. And it sails right on
2: through. Mike, did you see that snap? It was I like did. a
3: bullet. I, 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 you know, there's something. Something's different there. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we've changed or what's happening, but you see the exchange between the center and the holder is, is so much different right now. Well, you work on it.
2: You work on it, and you work on it. I mean, it, special team, you talk about it. We all talk about it. That snap and that hold is two of the most important things you'll do
1: in the football game. Exactly. r to in front, 21 to nothing over Ridge. No score at the end of one between George Jenkins and uh, the team from Ocala, Lake Weir, the Hurricanes. No score yet. I'm sure that'll change. So, guys, you was
3: asking. So, our friends in Bib, they are in Tuscaloosa this week in the rain. They're about to start their game. Oh my goodness, Tuscaloosa! Yes, they're in Tuscaloosa. Oh boy, Mm. nothing good comes out of there, does it? Ugly
1: red neighborhood. Lake Wales in front of Lake Region, 7-0 in the first quarter. That's nice. And we had the Fort Meade over Mulberry, 7-0 in the first. Here's the kickoff taken at the 10-yard line by Ridge. There goes Tubbs oh, right whoa. up the middle. Tubbs with a lot of daylight and a nice return all the way up to the 45-yard line.
2: Yeah, I'm starting to remember him now, Mike. Uh, that speed right there, the, uh, he he just he never moved left or right. He just... He caught like the ball and went straight up for you like a rocket. Yeah,
3: he's uh, he's one of those kids that, you know, apparently just wanted to go with the and just uh, found where he could go and found the academy that he wanted to be in and, and came to Ridge.
1: First and ten for Ridge at their own 45-yard line. Quarterback now will go up under center. Here's the snap, and with just a single back behind him. That's Tubbs. They'll give it to Tubbs. Up the middle he goes, and it's some tough sledding in the middle of that jacket defense. He'll get about three or four.
2: Yeah, I think Tate just wanted him to get a decent snap for once.
1: <laughs> Auburn Dale right now twenty to nothing over Gateway in the first quarter. And Lakeland up over Osceola nineteen to nothing. Mm. And Lake Gibson and Lee County are now tied at seven in the first. Mm here up in davenport it is 21 to nothing in favor of the bartow yellow jackets we
2: don't play lake gibson as you do we? okay good
1: i can keep riding hard second and six here's a snap a little jet sweep and Tubbs is running backwards oh, Is brought down they're going to get a flag on that play but it looked like a nice tackle
2: it really was and now oh, yeah. davis is down yeah got a bartow bar player
3: down shoulder I think he just landed wrong on his right shoulder there but that flag should be a holding against Ridge I believe that'd be nice because there was nothing i mean there was nothing up top when they tackled the guy they were everybody was down low nobody was up around the collar nobody's up around the face mask or anything
2: no he, he grabbed him by the by the shoulder and spun him yeah the concern now is big number nine uh, Davis who was player of the week and and he's hurting and that's i'm i'm that's a shoulder for sure.
1: Looked like Davis reached out and had him by the hand and maybe, you know, I don't want to speculate, but, yeah, he's, he's not a happy camper right now. We're going to take a break with an injury timeout. Uh, just under a minute to play here in the first quarter. Bartow 21 and Ridge nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF.
5: Hi, I'm Benny Jr. Bartow Ford now has three mobile service vans. We come to your house for all your vehicle maintenance needs. No more waiting at a shop. Everything from the convenience of your home. Bartow Ford Mobile Service. We come to you. Just another way, we're different, and we prove it.
6: Hi, it's Aaron with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Call us at 863-537-7537
7: you've heard the expression try it before you buy it right well at keith spray service they won't ask you to sign a long-term contract because they're confident that you'll want them to keep coming back to care for your delicate ornamentals and lawn treatment keith spray service for over 50 years
1: Snap malfunction again. It was second and one. We'll recap the penalty for you. Ridge maintains possession, but again another snap issue. Yeah. But the penalty was a 15 yard penalty for face mask against Barto. We didn't see. Horrible but, call. Yeah, we so a horrible call. It was second and one. But again, Bruce, another errant snap. Yeah. And Ridge is
2: fortunate enough to keep the ball again. And this is another thing that I used to get frustrated with Tate about. He's got nobody upstairs. He's got they they don't have any. Walkie-talkies, anything like
1: that. And that's a timeout. Timeout on the field. At that's the end of the first quarter. With your score, uh, Bartow twenty-one and Ridge Community nothing. At the end of first first quarter, you're listening to Yellow Jacket football on WBF.
14: Don't forget
2: on WBF.
8: Well, we'll keep it right here on WBF. Hello, Barto. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. When looking for insurance coverage, consider the Ewing Black
7: Welder Induce Agency with offices in downtown Bartow. Ewing Black Welder Induced Insurance with a wide range of insurance products to meet your every need. Becky Maslack, your local office manager. If you're looking for good food and good family time, look no farther than Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South. Your Bartow Beefs is perfect for lunch or dinner for the whole family or whole team. Your Bartow Beefs, where game time meets family time.
1: Welcome back to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football. You're listening to WWBF Bartow. It's 8 o'clock, 82 degrees here at Davenport. As we start the second quarter, Ridge Community facing a third and 11. Here's the snap. It's a good one this time, and the quarterback will do some scrambling. He's up the sideline on the far side of the field, and he's going to get a first down.
2: Yeah, he's a pretty good athlete, as we, we've seen so far. I mean, he he's had to be a juggler
1: as well, and uh, finally gets a decent snap. You see what he's capable of. And Bruce, a nice little run by the scrambling quarterback. First and ten, Ridge at the Yellow Jacket, 42-yard lines.
2: Yeah, they had two quarterbacks forming up, and, and this guy was definitely the athlete of the two. The other one's a little lefty.
1: And we see number nine, Davis, is back on the field for Bartow. Oh, we're happy That's about good. that. That's good. Ridge will send three receivers on the near side of the field. Here's the snap. handoff. Nope, quarterback keeper. And oh. oh, he's oh. racked up in the backfield and smothered. Holy That cow. was Clark. 19.
3: Thirty. Yeah, thirty-one Stanley. two, nineteen. nineteen. They just ate him up on that one.
2: They yeah. yeah. ate him out. Roder Clark and and Stanley. Boy, those two guys hit you. You have you're gonna get in the tub tonight, the
1: ice tub. They're gonna lose three yards on the play. Yes, uh, Clark and Stanley, the big linebackers for the Yellow Jackets. So now we'll see what the uh, Ridge Community Bolts can dial up here on a second down and thirteen. From the Yellow Jacket forty-four yard line. Well, I'm I'm dialing up a blitz if if I'm. I'm bringing the house exactly. You got a shaky center. Yeah, they're coming. A lot of jackets at the line of scrimmage. Here's the snap. They will roll it to the left, looking to throw, looking to throw. The right hander throws it, flips it, and it's going to be. <laughs> it looked like two players caught it. And neither one of them were in bounds. <laughs> So the pass goes
2: incomplete. Yeah, they ran into each other as they're trying, almost like a defender hitting, hitting the receiver. But it was, it was two uh, offensive players, and
1: they just, the ball away from each other. Hey,
14: Rabbit,
1: so it'll be third and 13 now for Ridge. Mike, that breeze is still pretty heavy down there.
3: Well, it's it, believe it or not, it looks like it is, but it has let up quite a bit down here on the sideline. I mean, it's it's not blowing like it was. That
2: flag's still straight. Yeah, out. it's still yeah. straight
3: out, but it's it's definitely let up a little bit.
1: Well, Muggy. Are comfortable? Timeout taken by Ridge. Yeah, we see the palm trees here in the north end zone have kind of fallen stopped. silent. Yeah, you're right. But that flag on the south end zone is is uh, making some noise. Let's check that scoreboard while you have a moment. Ridge community called a uh, timeout. Lakeland now leading twenty six to nothing in the second quarter over Kissimmee Osceola. Mm. That hurt. Auburndale over Gateway twenty eight to nothing. Bad that one. last score we update: uh, Mike uh, Fort Meade seven and Mulberry nothing. Lake what a Wales shocker. Lake Lake Wales over uh, Lake Region, 7-0. And uh, no score from the other contest that we're watching tonight. That's our other district opponents, Haines City and Winter Haven. That game being played over at uh, Denison Stadium in Winter Haven, so we'll be interested to get a score on that one. And uh, no score from Sebring taking on Kathleen tonight. That down at uh, Fireman's Field Mm -hmm. in Sebring. And no update yet on the Tenorock Frostproof game.
3: They called that one at, Didn't you know, they? at eight minutes into the game. At, yeah, three minutes into the game.
1: Following <laughs> the timeout from Ridge, it's a third and 13. Ridge will send one man in motion. Here's the snap. They fake the jet sweep, and Rocky wants to throw. Ooh. He's caught and brought down way back at the 45 yard line. Uh, that Davis, Davis,
2: man, and he was coming full speed. That hurt.
1: And they, That's gonna, it. they have to punt the ball now all the way back at their own 45-yard line. It's going to be fourth down and 25. And we get to see Murray in the backfield to return this kick. He's standing about the 20-yard line.
2: Murray and Williams, the usual pair,
1: deep pair. Williams wears number seven and Murray wears number three. They're going to settle in right about the 25-yard line. I wouldn't be surprised they try to block it. It looked like it. Giovanni is the punter. He's got it. Here's the okay. kick. And it's going to be rather short on the run, taken by Williams at the 30-yard line. Williams with a full head of speed. Oh, wow. And he jumps over one defender and falls down to the 49-yard and line. And
2: caught him right by the shoestrings uh, when, when he went over him. Uh, but Williams caught that right in the face mask. I mean, it hit him right in the face mask. If he doesn't get his hands around it, that ball bounces back. Twenty yards, and we lose it.
1: Something you always preach. That's why you were a good coach. Update, guys. Fort Meade, fourteen.
3: Mulberry, zero.
1: That's more like it. I got the same score. Lake Wales over Lake Region,
2: fourteen to zero. Hey, our buddy Coach Peavy uh, chiming in. What is this Zolfo Springs and Ona? Well, if you want to get some good fence post, Ona is the place to be.
1: First and ten for the Bartow Yellow Jackets at their own 49-yard line. Two receivers left, two receivers right. Now they're going to put Smith in motion. Valentine wants to throw. Right down the middle, he's got his receiver. Oh, he oh and he just overthrew Taylor. Yeah. The
2: speedster Taylor. Yeah, he should have he loaded that one up. And our buddy, uh, Mr. Moneybags, who's doing everything for uh, Bartow uh, Booster Club. Neil Duncan. Ah.
1: Uh, he write you a novel?
2: Yeah, if you would have listened to the pregame Neil, uh, you would have known that uh, uh, Jeff talked about this. He was all over it. Uh, Neil is telling us that the uh, JV and the varsity have only given up one touchdown. Yep, that's old news, my friend. <laughs> old news. But we
1: appreciate you. Second and ten for the Yellow Jackets from their own forty-nine yard line. Three receivers on the near side of the field. Valentine. In the uh, shotgun formation. Here's the snap. Two steps, drops, throws, pass complete. And he gets it out here to uh, Thomas. A in there. Thomas at the 45-yard line.
2: Golly, they just they bulldogged him down. Had him around the neck, which is not a penalty. I
4: do the flag's for. Looks like it's going to be holding
2: or blocking the back again. One of the two. Did he call hold? Thomas with a nice Locked catch, yeah. Blocking, back, blocking the block back to, against Barto, and that's that's where you know you have the slot receiver. He's he's the one that's turning and making the catch, and the receiver's just trying to block for him. And if if he doesn't square him up, you're going to get that flag.
1: And now they've got second and long way. March off ten yards against the Yellow Jackets, and that's going to put the ball all the way to the 43, 43 yard line. Make it second down, and about eighteen. Clock runs with nine minutes to play here in the first half. Barto in front, 21 to nothing. Two receivers to the left. Two receivers on the near side. And a Glover in the backfield. Valentine drops straight back. He wants to throw. The right-hander Great does, go. and he's got a complete into the, the flat there. And he hit Glover. And a Turtle with a big hit at the 43-yard 40, line.
2: Well, he was looking downfield the whole way, and then he picks up Glover, and he just dumps it off uh, about maybe six, seven-yard pass. You just, you just flick the wrist, and now all of a sudden you got third
1: and, and extremely manageable. Third and three for the Yellow Jackets. They are quickly to the line of scrimmage. Empty backfield, empty backfield for K.J. Valentine. Five receivers in the pattern, and they uh-huh, get Ridge to
2: jump again. Valentine... Uh, pulled him again and that's the first down yeah coach tate is furious right now that's and I, three and I, times yeah i understand i understand him him uh being upset you know you, you you preach all week long
1: watch the ball watch the ball watch the ball first down for the yellow jackets at the ridge 38 yard line again empty backfield for the yellow jackets three receivers on the left side of the formation two on the uh, near side and Valentine by himself. Here's the snap. Two steps, drops, throws toward the end zone. Looking for Taylor, and it's incomplete. He kind of split them, guys. Uh, he,
2: he had he had two receivers. He had Smith and Taylor. Uh, Smith was going down the hash, Taylor down the numbers. And he threw it, like, right in between them.
3: Mike... Uh, did, what is I, I saw the exact same thing. You're exactly right. He had two guys going right down the right side of the field, and he just laid it up right in between them, hoping one of them would cut back to the ball. And I think they were just looking at each other, okay, are you coming or am I coming? And I don't think they knew. I, I, I agree with I, I,
4: that. I agree. To, yep. Go ahead. I agree with that because Taylor didn't even, wasn't even looking back at the ball. Nope. And he was the closest one to it.
1: They've gone to halftime in uh, in Osceola, Lakeland in front twenty six nothing at the half. Well, you're really rubbing it in on me, aren't you? <laughs> Sorry. Second and ten for the Yellow Jackets. Two receivers on the near side of the field. The bridge bringing some pressure, and they will hand it off to Himes. Himes with a nice run and a flag on the play.
4: Oh. Uh, right I'm where the tackle occurred. Uh, Himes needs to hold that ball in there a little bit closer when he's running.
1: Going to pick up about seven on the play, but let's check that flag.
4: I know one thing. If
2: there's a fumble and that white hat has to run, it's not going to go very far. Personal personal
1: foul. Face mask against Ridge. First down. He's like a weeble. Stop it. (laughs) Am I wrong? You guys are tough. I'm sorry. He does kind of wobble. Strange comments from uh, somebody who's having something tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, Mike was the one that was supposed to be doing this all night. We had it all planned out. Did we?
1: Oh, okay. I'm Remember over. Mike told us? Uh, I missed the meeting. First and ten for Barto at the 15-yard line. Here's the snap. Valentine wants to throw. He scrambles to his right, throws in the end zone. Uh-oh. And, again, two receivers in the area. You had Thomas and Taylor.
2: And both of them went for it that time. If, if uh If uh, Thomas Thomas. lets it go, it's a touchdown to Taylor, but he didn't see him. And that's why you don't put two people in the same spot, guys.
1: It was a nice thrown ball. Beautiful. beautiful. So now it's second and ten for the Yellow Jackets. The clock stops with 8.02 left here in the first half. Arto in front, 21 to nothing.
2: But when you have two guys that are that close,
1: somebody ran the wrong route. Valentine will bring his offense to the line of scrimmage. He's going to send two receivers on the near side of the field, two running backs in the backfield standing right with uh, K.J., and K.J. will hand it up the middle. It looks like Himes. Up the middle he goes, plowing, churning, keeping those legs running for a nice five- to six-yard gain.
2: Mike, uh, uh, is that guy as strong as he looks from uh, up here? Yes, he is. I mean, he just looks like a
1: power, power runner. Third and one. Now they're blowing the play dead. Timeout by Ridge. Barto was quickly to the line of scrimmage. Yeah.
2: And I, th- I, th- I think that's a good t- timeout by
1: Tate. 7.42 left here in the first half. It is Bartow 21 and Ridge Community nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF
7: you have a chance to win a brand new GMC truck from Kelly Buick GMC and help support our local schools like the Polk County 4-H and FFA programs. 20bucktruck.com, 20bucktruck.com. Kelly Buick GMC. Today's
10: broadcast is sponsored in part by the Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow since 1925 and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. They're family owned and are committed to providing personal service with the concept of our family serving yours.
9: 35 amazing years. Hey, that's us here at Spath Jewelers. We offer services such as beautiful custom work that's sure to wow, repairs, complimentary cleaning, appraisals, watch repairs, financing. What more do you need? We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturdays from 10 to 5.
1: Following the timeout, a third and three. Here's a handoff by the Yellow Jackets, and they're going to get a first down inside the five. All the way to the four-yard line goes uh, Glover. Looks like he's closer to the two.
3: Yeah, Glover's down just inside the four, guys. Just just inside the three. Want to say hello to
2: our voice of the Yellow Jackets, our announcer uh, Pat Pittman uh, says to keep up the great work, and we never argue with somebody that tells us
1: that. Had our public address announcer. He was working the JV game last night. JV 2 and 0 on the year. <laughs> JV is not allowed a, a point all year. Neil Duncan says, I owe him $500 now. <laughs> Listen, Neil probably had. First half for the Yellow Jackets, and they drive it toward the end zone. And he's going to be pushed back right about oh, the one, a and a flag comes in late. So I'll just
3: say this. Neil probably got to go enjoy a nice dinner with his beautiful wife. That's how he missed the beginning of the game. He missed the interview with Coach Eden. So, listen, give Neil a break. I, I don't know what I said wrong.
2: I, I just corrected him. I didn't correct him. I just I said you'd have
3: been listening to the broadcast when we came along. <laughs> Coach Eden and, and Jeff talked about exactly.
2: That. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with that? $500 worth of wrong. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much so. <laughs> There's
1: a timeout for on the field. There's an injured uh, Ridge like no player. Well.
2: I don't have that kind
1: of money. Far two in front, 21 nothing. Seven minutes left here to uh, play in the first half. Florida State plays Boston College tomorrow. Seminoles are 25-point favorites. Is that, yeah, right? Is that right, Neil? kind of a yawner. Of course, the Gators will play Tennessee tomorrow night. Now, that's a good football game. Alabama, after their loss at, with Texas, they're playing South Florida. They're in Tampa.
2: Well, you know what's crazy is last week I, I said that uh, uh, Texas they couldn't win the big one, and, and and until they won the big one, they were just going to be ordinary. And they stepped up, and they they not they they beat Alabama. Uh, it wasn't a close game. It wasn't a tight game. And that that kid, uh, the quarterback, he's the highest-rated
1: quarterback ever to come out of high school. The injured player for the Ridge was Washington. He walked off the, under his own power. And, Mike, the ball spotted right by the two-yard line. Inside the one, guys. Inside the one. And here's where we see the uh, yellow jacket, the, the big beef in the backfield. They're gonna give him a touchdown tonight. Does Bird get it tonight? Here's the up. Uh, his <laughs> snap. And they want to throw it. Valentine throws it in the end zone. Caught. And Smith. Smith again. Eighty four catches his second touchdown of the night. Isn't that wonderful?
2: Well I love it when a when a kid gets a chance and all of a sudden he becomes an instant star. Well, it's that next man up mentality, right? Well, it's it's what we talked about earlier uh, with with uh, Williams uh, being hurt with the shoulder. We know what Williams can do, and we're so looking forward to him coming back. But uh, this young man steps up, and they might not be
1: able to take him out of the ball game. That's going to bring on Case Mullis for the extra point attempt, going into the other uprights, and this is good, whether he's kicking north or south. Barto now up twenty eight. To nothing, over Ridge Community. I'd like to remind you, uh, the the staff at Lawrence Plumbing extend best wishes to the Yellow Jackets on their 2023 football season. Lawrence Plumbing has been serving Polk County for over 50 years. They handle both residential and commercial jobs, from a plug drain to a complete installation. Lawrence Plumbing of Bartow, they do the dirty work. The dirty work. We Thank love you to the Meeks family.
2: We love the Meeks family. That's yeah, yeah, we do. do.
1: Twenty-eight to nothing. Is this what you guys expected tonight?
4: No. Mm -mm.
1: I wasn't wasn't expecting this early.
4: Yes. Correct. Starting to see some hands on the hips and everything on on the. Well, they're they're owing. What are they? One and two. One and two. One and two.
3: But we should start seeing some of these white jerseys, some of these clean jerseys from Bartow go into this game here shortly.
2: Yeah, I, you want to run a clock before you do that, I think. Um, but you, they are certainly going to get some playing time tonight.
1: Exactly. 6.47 left here in the first half. Bartow in front, 28 to nothing.
2: But they better stop this guy from running back kickoffs. He was
1: pretty good. And Mullis will send it deep over everybody's head into the end zone for a touchback. Well, that's uh, one way to stop it.
2: Well, and and I I like the idea. I mean, when he's kicking into the wind, uh, Coach Eden had him pooching the ball. There's no sense in trying to boom it down there. And now that he's got the wind in his back, let's go
1: ahead and put him on the 20-yard line. Ridge will come out first and 10 for their own 20-yard line. The quarterback wears number 10. And he'll get the play and Rocky will head out to the uh to the field. His name is Rocky? Well, that's his first name. Oh. Rocky Pernich. Rocky. Rocky. I like Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> he will actually go up under center this time. Had a little trouble with the with the snaps tonight, so he's under center. Takes it, hands it. Second man through in the eye formation. That's Tubbs. Tubbs turns the corner. He runs right into big oh. number Seven Williams, and Williams with a uh, wrestling move brings yeah. him
2: down. That's a he does a three sixty souffle on him and and takes him to the ground,
4: plants him on the ground. Souffle? Yeah, that's
2: okay. a that's a wrestling move where they it, where they put them, you know they put him up on the shoulder and then they fall backwards. I that thought was, it was a
1: souffle. I thought it was a casserole. No, it's a souffle. souffle. Okay. You didn't watch Gordon Solie? I did. <laughs> Second down and four for Ridge. Now they're back in the shotgun. Here's the snap. They've got it. And a handoff again to Tubbs. Tubbs breaks one tackle. He's into the uh, linebackers. He's going to be short, Mike. Yes. I yes. think he's got it. They're going to they're going to give
3: it to him. He's they're gonna got, gonna give he got it just across the 30-yard line there. That's, that's all they needed to do. Yep. His forward momentum took him there. And Tubbs is
2: is fighting for every yard he's getting tonight, and and he remembers all these boys uh, played with them last year, now playing against them, and uh,
1: uh, Ridge that that may be what maybe their second
2: first down first first down second.
1: I think they got one on a penalty. First and ten for Ridge at their own thirty yard line. Here's the snap. Handoff up the middle. Tubbs again. And and when you run into that middle of the Yellow Jackets, you better have some help because he's going nowhere. Bruce. Stanley getting up off the pile again. And
2: here's another thing I I see. And we saw this with Kathleen. Um, What what are there, maybe 30 kids dressed? That's not
4: Ridge. Uh I don't think
1: Kathleen had that many dressed. Oh, it's crazy. And they're always a powerhouse. Second and ten here for the Bolts. I-formation again. Up under center is the running back, and they try to stuff it up the middle. Somebody lost a helmet. Uh, That would be Murray. That would be Murray still. And, boy, they're moving the pile rugby style. They're going to get across the 40-yard line, but let's see what this flag's all about. (laughs) I think that was Bruce's uh, white hat that threw that one. Yeah, I have
4: trouble picking it up. But the... uh if Bartow player there is going to grab it for him, I guess not.
2: Murray put on his helmet. He's got to go out for a play.
1: Unsportsmanlike conduct against Bartow. right huh? Is that because Murray continued to play without a helmet? Because <laughs> he, he was involved in the tackle. And I Yeah, get I mean,
2: it, it's a... It's a very good possibility because I didn't see anything with the play uh, that, that looked... I mean, that kid was just dragging the pile. And uh, Somebody Murray say. should have let go when, when he lost his helmet. That's probably it. You're right, Jeff. So
1: a big 15-yard penalty added to the end of the run. Moves the ball into Yellow Jacket territory. First and 10, Ridge at the Bartow 45-yard line. Ridge trying to get back in this ball game. Yellow Jackets in front, twenty-eight to nothing. You got a flag here on. Uh, this is going to stop this play. The wide receiver took off early. Yep. And literally right in front of us, so we had a really good view of that receiver. Just and Bird lost
2: his helmet, and he's walking off without his helmet. He is mad. Coach is spinning him around. The newly minted Chipp- Chippewa. Somebody must have grabbed his helmet and pushed it off his head, guys, because we haven't seen anybody lose a helmet this year.
1: So Bird will check out of the ballgame,
2: which would be one reason why he's mad.
1: It's going to be 1st and 15 now for Ridge. Ball moved back to midfield after the false start penalty. A
8: penalty. about 5 yards. 1st and 15.
1: And whistles will stop this play. 1st and 15. 3.30 left here in the first half. Barto in front, 28 to nothing. Still discussing something here.
2: Running clock. Run the clock.
1: The clock runs. First and 15 for Ridge at midfield. Here's the snap. Handoff. Tubbs up the middle. He goes and Tubbs runs right into Stanley. He runs right into Bird. <laughs> or is that Martin? That's Martin. Martin, number 88, not 98.
3: Yeah, nothing going there for him.
2: Wow. Yeah, when Stanley hits you, that's going to slow you down. And, and then if you got a guy like Martin or Bird coming at you, it's just a, a rough night.
1: They, they, they give him a yard on the play. It'll be second and 14 now at the Yellow Jacket, 49-yard line. Number two, Jace Thomas, has taken the place of Bird on that defensive line. Second down. Here's the snap quarterback, rolls to his right, looking, looking to throw. He slings it, and it's going to be incomplete. It'll be third and 14. I think I,
4: I, I, You heard about the white hat. He doesn't do a whole lot of walking around back there.
2: Well, fortunately, he hasn't had to, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, if it's a fumble and it starts going the other way, then he's got to take off because he's the only man back there. But uh, other than that, he can uh, do what he's doing.
1: But he's not doing a bad job. I don't know. Third down. Third and 14 for Ridge at the Yellow Jacket 49 yard line. Tubbs in the backfield, standing right next to his quarterback, Rocky. Two receivers on the left, two receivers on the right. Here's the snap. And the quarterback drops straight back. He's under some pressure. He wants to throw. Runs around the referee. Still on his feet. Still on his feet. Looking, looking. And he'll sling it across the field, and he throws it basically to nobody. Wow. Over the head of Tubbs, if you want to count that.
2: Well, Neil Duncan just sent me a picture of a guy on Appaloosa sticking a spear in the middle of the ground. And they did the same thing here uh, before the game. They stuck a lightning bolt in the ground. Neil, that... That is excellent, and I appreciate your your graphics and your images that you're sending. I'm not a fan of Appaloosa, though.
4: So. Yeah. We wouldn't have one on the property. You know what, is it
1: Fear of the Spear? That's what they say. That FSU game tomorrow is up in Boston College. Well, they get some cool weather out of it. It's a noon kickoff for
2: the Seminoles. What? The receiver's going out, the wide receiver, or the big lineman is
1: out. Empty backfield, and a flag is on the play. Nobody was set. Oh, uh, that should be a flag. The pass downfield intended receiver threw it into triple coverage, and he was leveled as the ball went by him. So we're going to have an illegal way. shift. Everybody was moving on ridge, bridge, so that's going to be a five-yard penalty. Todd Brown just lowered the shoulder and just laid him out. Ability to so Bart will take over first and ten on downs. Andy, I'm surprised you haven't talked about the Miami Hurricanes last night. Huh? They got a win, didn't they? Oh Yeah, they they went after Bethane Cookman, forty-eight to mm, seven. The so running
4: clock down over there. That's Bethune Cookman. That's what I said. No, you said Bethane. Oh, okay, same thing. No, it's no, like Braver Bethune.
1: The Hurricanes are ranked twenty-second.
4: They're coming up there. Okay. We haven't been ranked in a long time, so it's nice to see them in there. We
2: know it's a little weird when Florida State and Miami are both playing good football at the same
3: time. And Florida's not. Score update, guys. Fort Meade, 21. Mulberry, 0. Boy, Mulberry's playing them a lot
2: tougher than I thought
1: they would. And again, Ridge Ridge will jump off sides here on the first and 10 for the Yellow Jackets. The first down was from their own 49-yard line. That'll move it into Ridge territory now to the to the 44. Barto with a first and five. That's four times tonight that K.J. Valentine has got the defense to jump off sides. I know.
4: <laughs> Coach Tate is not going to be thrilled when he goes to the locker room at halftime.
1: Man, Neil keeps up in the ante on him. i mean not even more now. Empty backfield for Valentine. Five receivers in the pattern. Four on the near side. They're going to get it to Taylor. Oh, and Taylor wanted to run before he had the ball. Yeah, and Taylor knows that he should have caught that ball. Incomplete pass.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't a very good block outside uh, either. But if you don't if you don't catch the ball, then the block doesn't matter.
1: He was going to get rocked. Second and five for the Yellow Jackets. One fifty four to play in the first half. Bar two in front. Twenty eight to nothing. (laughs) Three receivers on the near side. Two receivers on the far side. Empty backfield. They're bringing it. And Ridge again thinking about crossing that line. They hold. Barta really wants to score here and get a on clock. Valentine with a snap. Looks, throws. Perfect. There's Smith again. Smith up the middle. Smith laying the wood on people. And he takes a big wallop, and he's inside the 35, <laughs> about the 34-yard line. Six Listen.
2: times. I mean, six people hit him
3: and he finally went down yeah that first one he hit though he hit him yeah and it was just he just depleted him he just <laughs> pushed him back about three yards
1: yeah smith doing the hitting quickly yeah. on the line of scrimmage again empty backfield first and 10 bartow at the ridge 35 yard line
2: tate is wanting that coverage to loosen up a little bit they're going to run right by him so he loosens up that safety
1: Glover and Taylor on the near side, here's the snap and KJ right down the middle of the field. Be a pick. And he's going to be intercepted oh, oh, they dropped God. it. Glad they. Hey. He was trying to again, was that uh Smith again? Yeah, he was trying to get Smith. Yeah, and
2: that's one that you want to put more mustard on Mike when when he's coming into the seam when he's going to the post, you want to put that mustard on it. It's it's when they run a straight up field that you want to lay it up and let them run under, and he kind of just laid that ball up a little too much on that one.
3: Yeah, he had the inside on the defender for sure, and he, I mean, like you said, had he to put that one a little little bit on rope,
1: that would have been another six. Second and ten for the Yellow Jackets. Clock stops with the incomplete pass, 114 to play in the half. And again, empty backfield. Five receivers in the pattern for the Yellow Jackets. K.J. Valentine, the quarterback, takes the snap, drops straight back, throws, turns. He's got his receiver Smith oh, beautiful again. beautiful block. And a nice block. Smith will turn the corner, get out of bounds for a first down. Oh. Nice.
2: Well, they
3: tackled him six, seven yards out of bounds, didn't they, Mike? Yeah, he was a little ways out, but I don't
1: think, I mean, I think it was already in the process whenever they come out of bounds. All right. Stops the clock with one oh three. Barter with a first down at the twenty-four yard line. Mike looks about right.
2: Smith is off for a breather.
1: Twenty-three, yes, sir. Twenty-three. 23 first and ten. One hundred three to play in the half. Jackets with some personnel change. They're going to bring Glover in.
2: Coach Peavy taking up for you. What did I do to you? I don't know.
1: Coach Peavy wants me to leave Andy alone. Did I do anything? To him? Yeah, you was picking on me about Bethane and Bethune. Oh, I'm sorry. Empty backfield. Five receivers in the pattern here for the Yellow Jackets on a first and ten from the ridge, twenty-three yard line. They're going to put one man in motion to fake it to him. It's going to be a quarterback keeper up the middle. Goes KJ. He bounces to the outside oh, and takes a low hit at the fifteen yard line. He pops Holy right back cow. up.
3: It's going to be timeout.
4: Call a timeout.
1: I don't
3: know. I can't believe they're not going to.
4: They're
1: it's very close
4: to a first. Oh, yeah. down. they're going
1: to call it second and one. They'll spike it.
4: it no, they're going. To, they're
2: just going
1: tempo. Run it. But they the can't clock get runs play 40 yet. seconds. Just call it. 37 seconds and counting. KJ in a shotgun formation. Glover standing right next to him. Here's the snap. They want to throw. They get it to the far. Oh, incomplete, looking for Thomas over there. Falls incomplete. That'll stop the clock with 26 seconds.
2: Yeah, and um he just. <clears throat> I don't, I don't know what the deal was because he's been throwing the ball beautiful tonight and um, he just uh, short-hopped him. They can't be wasting that much time right now. Either. Well, they got a couple of timeouts. So if... And they're going... You know what? It's, it's third and inches so they can they can run
1: it or they can pass it here. Butler to the far side of the field. Thomas and Taylor here on the near side of the field. Looks like you have both running backs in the backfield for the Yellow Jackets. Here's the snap to K.J. K.J. will hand the first man through, and that was Glover, and Glover gets the first down. Barely. And there's some activity out there in the, in the end zone, so some blocks downfield. That's a blindside block right
2: there. It took him all the way to the back of the end zone. Great job.
3: Should be enough for a first
1: down, guys. I haven't signaled. And now, yeah, uh, be. timeout taken Coach by the Yellow Jackets. Eden no call a timeout. Coming up at halftime, we have the SEC football report for you. Getting ready for all the SEC action uh, tomorrow, including the number one team in the nation, the Georgia Bulldogs, huh? taking on South Carolina between the hedges. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? Yeah, that's okay, a good call. Okay. Did you like that? Okay, I've been practicing. Um, Penn State takes on the Illinois in the top ten. Notre Dame at Central Michigan. We're all Chippewa fans now, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, our big our big defensive uh, nose guard, tackle, defensive lineman, Quavion Bird made a commitment to play for Central Michigan couldn't be more proud or happier than that young man
2: we've been calling his name for four years guys and and I think he's had this is like his third coach Uh, but Uh, he hasn't changed one bit Uh, put on maybe put on a few more pounds here and there but this guy
1: is he's for real first and ten for the yellow jackets 20 seconds left here in the first half Valentine again empty backfield Three receivers on the left, two on the right. Valentine snaps it. Looking, looking, under some pressure. And Valentine's going to be dropped to the backfield for a time loss. Timeout. That'll stop the clock. Barton will stop it again with their next timeout. So they're going to lose a couple on that play. That was a really good coverage
2: that time as as Tate loosened them up. And, and what he's doing is he's basically, you play cover four. And this is a perfect place to play cover four because your back's to the end zone. The end zone's your friend. Uh, so to speak, because now at they crisscross and stuff the, the, all the defensive backs can just hand them off to the other defensive back, and they play coverage, and uh, cover is a great uh, coverage
4: uh, near the end zone. Why I just hate I just, it in the middle of if the if field. Just kick the ball for a field goal and put some more points on them. And you've got 15 seconds, you might have one more shot at the end zone. And then, if he doesn't get it here, he might he might uh, kick it.
1: Bartow coming out of the timeout. Haines City leads Winter Haven seven to six. In the other district game tonight, Haines City over Winter Haven seven to six. And Lee County, the team from Georgia, they now lead Lake Gibson twenty one fourteen.
8: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: All righty, second and twelve for the Yellow Jackets. They're going to set up a screen in the middle of the field. It's incomplete, out of the hands of Taylor. Stops the clock with eleven seconds, and now a third down. So Mike, the line of scrimmage about the fifteen yard line. Yes, sir. Just outside.
2: I thought last down was third down, but I guess I was
3: wrong.
1: So we're going to put it right about the sixteen.
3: They might have a chance for two plays here if they can get two
1: two really quick ones. Oh, yeah. 11 seconds left here in the half. Jackets will send uh, three receivers to the near side, including Smith. Thomas is there with him, and Taylor. Glover and looks like Butler on the far side of the field. Empty backfield. Here's the snap. They want to throw it, and there's going to be a little fade around in the corner of the end zone. It's going to be incomplete. Seven seconds left. Now you kick it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that was just thrown about ten yards too deep on the uh, on the corner out there. Yeah, I think see, he
2: just kind of threw that away, guys. To be honest with you, I think he saw the coverage was there. That was his his only uh, read on the play, and he just threw
1: it. Had a defender pressuring yeah. him, so that'll bring on Mullis, who had uh, two field goals last week. Mm-hmm. They, uh, he's already kicked no? four extra points. Yep,
2: today. And uh, he kicked a field goal from about this distance uh, last
4: week off that hash. And that wind has died down. That flag's almost... Oh, he's got plenty of legs. So they're
1: going to put it right about the 27-yard line is where Valentine will kneel down ready to hold. So a 37-yard field goal attempt. 20, 22. 22. I'm sorry. Thank you. Here's this kick. It's, little... it's on the way. It's good. Uh, yes. 32 nice. yards. 32-yard field goal for Kason Mullis. 31. 31 to nothing is now your score we met uh, we, we talked to uh, his parents on the way out of the game last week mm-hmm. and uh, they sure enjoy seeing their son kick the ball oh sure yeah 32yard field goal attempt for Mullis and with the score 31 to nothing now just uh, five seconds left here in the first half keep it right here for a moment
2: yeah that guy'll be kicking on
1: Saturdays
2: uh, one day. Yeah, I mean he's just a sophomore.
1: Yeah. And reminder in case you didn't hear earlier we uh, the NASCAR Cup Series race tomorrow night has been moved up an hour because of maybe some weather moving into the Bristol, Tennessee area. So, 5:30 uh, tomorrow afternoon 5:30 on the radio for the broadcast of the uh the, NASCAR Cup Series Racing, the night race at Bristol. So that mean like a 6.30 green Some, flag? Something like that. Justin Allgaier,
4: according to NASCAR, is
1: leading the infinity
4: race right now. John Hunter's running third and junior. He's racing tonight, and he's running fourth. Good for him. Here's the kickoff
1: by oh, Mullis.
4: His little poochy thing.
1: Nice high kick, and it's going to bounce. Out of bounds. Go out of bounds on the far side of the field. Two seconds left. There, that was lap
4: 66. I was getting those results off of. I just go to NASCAR.com. That's where I go. That's how I go. Take it easy on your brother. You no, I got the NASCAR app. You, you got got want Coach Peavy to, <laughs> hey, to call, call him back up here? I don't know. Two, two,
3: two
4: NAS, seconds two left. App, NASCAR. I got that update. Okay. That's what I'm
3: looking at. Why'd you say Route 66 then? Jeff, can you get between those guys up there?
1: I I don't know if I want to. It, It could be dangerous. All right, Ridge with two seconds left on their own 20, or only 10 yard line, excuse me. Looks like they just want to take a knee here and get into the locker room. Obviously, they touched that before it went out of bounds. So that's what's going to happen here. Ridge is just going to snap it and take a knee. There you go. That's the end of the first half. Great job. Even though the clock didn't start, that's the end of the first half. There it goes. (laughs) We are at halftime. I don't know if Mike's got a chance to – I see see Coach Eaton is walking out to the referees for a quick little word. Tune them up. We're lingering here for just a minute, Mike. If you want to catch uh, Coach as he heads to the locker okay. room. All right, I'll do that. See if he wants to uh, just basically just see what went wrong in the first half. Got the ridge band. Go ahead, uh, Mike. About to go on the field.
3: <clears throat> hey guys, I got Coach here. me, Coach. You're leading going into halftime, thirty-one-zero. What have you? I mean, we've made some mistakes. We have dropped the ball a couple of times. What do you see going into the second half of this game?
5: Boy, well, what a good night so far for our offense, and, and this is what we asked for, right? We know that we need to get where we need to get in the passing game, and we're starting to see some significant strides. KJ's having a heck of a game. Trnell Smith is stepping up in, in an injury, and he's having a really great game and making some big plays, and so uh, I, I love what I've seen. I love the execution, and hey... Um, you get all the way in a two-minute situation. You drive down the field. You get points. That's great. We would like to punch it in there, but hey, you get come away with points. That's what matters, right? That's it. So we're, they're doing great. I'm proud of the boys. They've played great in a great in a in a district game. You never know what these kind of games on the road. So I'm very proud of how they we got to finish. Now that's that's all it is. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Coach. We'll talk to you again at the end of the game. Take care.
3: Excellent.
1: And he and Smith, he, he like you said, Bruce. Next man up, replacing the injured Williams. We talked about Smith that. Moved up and look at his night tonight. Yep, then we're he is extremely excited and, for and him. It, and it's just
3: like you said. I mean, he, he comes down the field and he punches. He doesn't punch it in, but he, in a district
1: game, you take them points. You can't exactly. leave those points on the field. Well, we are at halftime here at Ridge Community High School with the Bartow Yellow Jackets in front, thirty-one to nothing. Send it back to the studio for the SEC Football Report. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF.
7: Pallet One of Bartow is looking for new career-minded employees. Pallet One offers competitive wages and benefits including health, dental, vision, paid vacation, and a matching 401k plan. Join the Pallet One team today. Pallet One is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's a cricket budgie. you pull it here, and we are proud to
0: be sponsored of Yellow Jacket Broadcasting here at WBF. If you're looking for any kind of good used parts, give us a call here at 863-533-0568. That is 863-533-0568. In today's complicated financial world, it's
12: nice to know that Steve Wright and Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals, from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright and Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven.
14: And the following is an exclusive presentation of the SEC Radio Network. A league unrivaled by others. Touchdown Florida!
7: Hard work every single day. We're coming in with a chip on our shoulder.
14: This is the SEC football report.
1: It's New Carolina, 100 yards. Takedown number six. LSU. Kyle Field is still magical. Six up.
14: It's intercepted. A preview of this weekend's action in the nation's premier conference.
1: Perfection wears red and black tonight.
14: Fifteen and zero. The dogs have done it and won a second consecutive national title.
11: Here's your host, Cavill Philpot. Two weeks of the college football season are in the And after the dust settled, the nation's premier conference placed five teams in the top 25, amassing four teams inside the top 15. Week three brings us the start of conference play as well, with six teams gearing up for SEC play throughout the Southeast. We'll break down the week that was within the SEC and preview the week three slate throughout the conference after this on the SEC Radio Network.
9: When you
13: can't stop...
9: (coughs) There's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks Vapors right to the source of your... (coughs) So you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing.
10: It's Bristol.
14: Of Pro Shop's night race.
7: Ready to go
3: racing here at Bristol Motor
7: Speedway. Garrett Jones spinning down the front straightaway, barely missing
2: him this is the car of Cole Custer. Trouble, big crash in turn three. Problems for Kyle
0: Bush. Car is in smoke.
10: The Bass Pro Shop's night race from Bristol. Saturday, September 16th at 6 30.
0: NASCAR racing on FM 102.9, 97.1, and AM 11 30.
13: It's halftime of Bartow Yellow Jacket football, and you're listening to the SEC Football Report on FM 102.9, 97.1, and AM 1130 WBF.
14: This is the SEC Football Report.
11: Once again, here's Cabell Philpot. Our first matchup brings us to start four undefeated Mississippi State welcomes in 14th ranked LSU for a midday clash. For the Bayou Bengals, Week 2 saw LSU roll up over 600 yards of offense, including five passing touchdowns from star quarterback Jaden Daniels. Week 3 features to bring a much sterner test with the Tigers facing off against the Mississippi State team that allows an average of 16 points per game. Now in his second go-round in the SEC, Tigers coach Brian Kelly acknowledged the difficult trip for his ball club, but believes that with proper preparation, his team will be well positioned for a win on game day
8: playing on the road in the SEC is a great challenge. Playing an SEC opponent obviously doubles that. Then you've got to deal with all of the things that go with travel, playing at 11 a.m., cowbells. You do it first and foremost with starting with great preparation this week.
11: For the hosting, Bulldogs Week 2 brought their first true test under first-year head coach Zach Arnett, staving off Arizona in overtime to improve to 2-0. Now facing an LSU team that can win games in a variety of ways, Arnett and company look to rack up Mississippi State's second win against LSU since 2020 like many coaches arnett plans to deploy the lessons learned in their prior games as a springboard moving forward and mentioned how gritty win over arizona will have a lasting and positive impact on his team
1: if you're a guy who's a freshman out there or maybe it's the first time really getting
11: significant action and you have to play for a, a full 60 minutes and then some more you grow from that you know and you learn from the highs and the lows missouri our second matchup sends us to como where the missouri tigers play host to 15th ranked kansas state for mizzou week two was too close for comfort sneaking past middle tennessee by four points to stay unbeaten stakes are higher in week three as they do battle with k-state for the 99th time in program history with the reigning big 12 champs coming into town tigers headman eli drinkwitz is focused on the little things little things that could add up to a marquee win over the wildcats
5: i think there's a lot of things to work on i mean i'm, I'm pleased with some of the numbers right i mean we're seven for 13 on third downs we didn't have a turnover we were three for three for scoring in the red zone but there's just so much to work on we just can control what we need to control which is improving uh in preparing for a really good
14: k-state team south carolina georgia
11: our join around the conference continues in Athens, where the top-ranked Bulldogs play host to 1-1 one one South Carolina between the hedges. For the visiting Gamecocks, Shane Beamer and company earned their first win of the year after dispatching FCS Furman in Week 2. Come Week 3, South Carolina will attempt to shock the world at Sanford Stadium, relying on a passing offense that's averaging over 400 yards per contest this year. With the Gamecocks getting their biggest test of the young season, the offensive line of South Carolina will be under a microscope, having their talons full against the vaunted Georgia D-line. Despite the challenge, Beamer has plenty of confidence in the unit and believes the attitude of the O-line will propel the Gamecocks forward on game day.
0: My faith in the offensive line is high. I thought they were really good. You know, we face a good defense each day in practice, we feel like, and they're throwing a lot at us, and, and I thought the whole team came out there with a good temperament about themselves and, and eagerness to get back out on the field, and confidence in them is,
11: is, uh, is high. We've got good players. I've seen that. Through two games, the two-time defending champs are as advertised, racking up 93 points on the offensive end, while allowing just 10 to their opposition. First tough test of the season is here, however, with the high-flying Gamecocks hoping to ruin the once-in-a-lifetime run for Georgia. When asked about the coaching matchup, Dogs head coach Kirby Smart was complimentary of Shane Beamer and detailed the brand of Beamer ball that Georgia would need to be ready for on Saturday.
0: They were tops in the conference last year in the little composite thing we do in terms of looking at all of them. They were one in the SEC, and it's something they do a really, really good job of. I know he's very hands-on with that. He's passionate about it. It creates an identity for his play and uh, you can see them.
12: They play that way on special teams. Alabama.
11: Also kicking in primetime, 10th-ranked Alabama travels away from Bryant-Denny Stadium for the first time this year, taking their talents to Tampa to face off with 1-1 South Florida. Week two saw the Crimson Tide drop their much-anticipated matchup against Texas, despite nearly 300 yards combined from quarterback Jalen Milrow. If there's any solace for the Tide diehards, it's that Nick Saban doesn't lose consecutive games, having not sustained a losing streak in nearly a decade. The key to starting a new winning streak? Coach Nick Saban says it's a complete effort for all 60 minutes, and described the energy level his team needs to play with throughout the game.
12: I think the energy level was good. I think we started out the game really good. Uh, did we sustain it for 60 minutes in the game? No. You know, we started out. I thought really well in the game. Good energy physical knocked the ball off of them a couple times but our ability to sustain was not what it needs to be and we didn't play well enough in the fourth quarter
11: coming up we continue our preview of the sec slate including a conference clash between tennessee and florida at the swamp all that and more on the sec radio network
6: we're going abroad for the first time in years to spain so we started using babble
7: and started learning
10: spanish fast With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks.
6: ¿Cómo te llamas?
10: ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind.
6: In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel.
10: Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.
13: Everyone is invited to the unveiling of a new street name in Bartow at the corner of Main Street and Idlewood in honor of Air Force veteran and double ACP leader and four-time Hall of Fame golfer Herbert Dixon tomorrow morning beginning at 9. Join us at the corner of Main Street and Idlewood at the Bartow Golf Course for this very special recognition and help celebrate Mr. Dixon's 104th birthday tomorrow morning beginning at 9. Back to school means back to early bedtimes but i'm not tired fortunately there's pure z's kids mindfully formulated to help your child fall asleep naturally when needed pure z's kids products are non-habit forming drug-free and available in liquid chewable tablets and gummies give them the rest to be their best bye mom pure z's kids for ages four and up explore all pure z's kids products at zquil.com
12: these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration this product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease
13: It's halftime of Bartow Yellow Jacket football, and you're listening to the SEC Football Report on FM 102.9, 97.1, and AM 1130 WBF.
14: This is the SEC Football Report. Once again, here's Cabell Philpott.
11: Our final midday showdown takes us to Kyle Field, where Texas A&M looks to shake off a Week 2 loss with a matchup against UL Monroe. The offseason brought plenty of questions for the Aggies' offense, but through two games, the offense has been a strength, averaging over 400 yards per game. After a defeat at the hands of Miami, a bounce-back effort is expected for Jimbo Fisher's program in Week 3, a win that would put the Aggies above 500 yet again. Despite the result in Week 2, Fisher believes his team is upbeat about the rest of the season and praised their maturity and attitude going into the matchup.
1: We were upset guys were upset but they handled it well they handled it maturely and i think they've been back asking questions and there was nobody missed yesterday nobody did anything yesterday they were on time they did what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it they're up there watching film they're studying and you know
7: from their demeanor and their, and their approach i think they're doing a really good job of that tennessee
14: florida
11: the time slate kicks off at the Swamp with 11th ranked Tennessee leaving Rocky Top to mix it up with the 1-1 one one Gators. Last year's matchup was one for the books with the high-flying Vols offense slipping past the Gators 38-33 in Knoxville. Come 2023, Tennessee will face their stiffest test of the year when a hungry Gators team looks to play spoiler to the 2-0 start of the Vols. When asked about the Gators, Vols ball coach Josh Heupel detailed a game plan that started with bottling up the run, all while staying on assignment against an athletic Florida team.
1: They got great team speed and got athletes
11: that
5: can go make plays in space. you got to bottle, bottle up the run game. Uh, that's a huge part of what they do and that sets up their play action pass. A year ago they heard us with some of that. we got to be able to fit the run and then uh,
11: play assignment sound. Week 3 marks the second tough test of the year for the Gators, who made easy work of McNeese in Week 2 to earn their first win. While the Vols bested Florida last year, the series has been dominated by the Gators, with Florida claiming victory in 16 of the last 18 matchups. While many pundits are pointing to this game as the biggest on the schedule for the Gators, Coach Billy Napier acknowledged the gravity of the matchup for his program. While also emphasizing the need to take things one game at a time.
4: I mean, I think anytime you play a rival, it's a big game. It certainly has a program. I mean, there's there's magnitude here, but
1: I mean, I would tell you they all matter, right? I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily think there's one that doesn't matter on our schedule. The big key here is that we we focus on what's going to help us play better. Auburn.
11: I look around the SEC rolls on at Jordan-Hare Stadium where Hugh Freeze and Auburn put their 2-0 record on the line against FCS Samford. One week after besting Cal on the road, Auburn has a real chance to start the year 3-0 before their conference opener against Texas A&M next week. One of the keys to keeping their record untarnished winning the battle at the point of attack. Something Breeze talked about this week.
14: I thought they handled the movements and stuff really well. There was one breakdown in protection. The others I think we kind of caused. I think again without the turnovers I think you're looking at another 250 yard plus rushing night
11: coming up we wrap up the sec slate and preview its final matchups highlighted by a clash between byu and arkansas in the natural state all that and more on the sec radio network back to school
13: means back to early bedtimes but i'm not tired fortunately there's pure z's kids mindfully formulated to help your child fall asleep naturally when needed pure z's kids products are non-habit forming drug-free and available in liquid chewable tablets and gummies give them the rest to be their best bye mom pure z's kids for ages four and up explore all pure z's kids products at zquill.com
12: these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
9: Hi there. This is Robin Curtis, and I had the privilege of playing Lieutenant Sarek in the Star Trek series. So I wanted to just give a big shout-out. On October 14th, the folks who normally do Sci-Fi Bartow, they're going to host a convention and have me as a guest at the Bartow Civic Center. It's called Bartow Con. Go to their Facebook page, and you can learn all about it. We're going to have games and the dealer's room, of course, and, and panels and other guests, and I'm really excited about it and i hope you'll join us till then take good care and maybe i'll see you there not sure which thermometer to choose? Accuracy matters. Exergen Temporal Scanner is the smart choice. Got a fever? Stay home. To detect fever accurately at home, you need a fast, non-invasive, and clinically accurate thermometer. Exergen provides all of that and is backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be smart and safe. Measure temperature accurately with Exergen, the number one choice for medical professionals at the top-ranked hospitals in the U.S. Learn more at exergen.com.
13: It's how time of Barto Yellow jacket football and you're listening to the SEC football report on FM 102.9 97.1 and AM 1130 WBF.
14: This is the
11: SEC football report once again here's Cabell Philpot. Week 3 rolls on in Las Vegas with Vanderbilt traveling to UNLV for a showdown in Sin City. After a Week 2 loss to Wake Forest, the Commodores head to Vegas for the first time in their program's history, hungry to reach the three-win threshold in just four games. After the Doors' Week 2 loss to Wake, Vandy head coach Clark Lee spoke frankly about the need for his team to improve, but emphasized that if his team focused on their own improvement, the results will take care of themselves.
14: In the end, if you want to win against good teams, you got to play better. And obviously, that starts with me. Um, we got to clean up our performance. If we can do that, we got a good team. And if, if we can't, then obviously we leave it to chance and we put the ball in the opponent's hands and see how good they
11: are. Oh Miss. Through a handful of games nationwide, few teams have looked the part of contender more so than Ole Miss. After overcoming a ranked two-lane team on the road, the Rebs welcome in another challenging opponent, this time playing host to rejuvenated Georgia Tech. If it were up to Reb fans, they'd ask for a repeat of last year's matchup when Ole Miss crushed the Yellow Jackets 42 to nothing. This year, though, will be a different story with Coach Lane Kiffin agreeing that the Rebs will need to be ready for a much stiffer test.
12: I think nowadays, the year before, doesn't mean hardly anything, and especially in this case. I think the quarterback's playing well. I think they do run a a good offense that presents some challenges you know
11: they're they look better on defense so uh, they look like they're playing better than they were a year ago Elsewhere in Fayetteville, Arkansas and BYU put toe to leather for the second time in as many years, this time with BYU representing the Big 12 Conference. Through a pair of contests, the defense for the Hogs has been smothering, ranking fourth in total defense and first in rushing yards allowed. Now facing a bigger and stronger BYU program, Coach Sam Pittman discussed how lethal the Cougars are on defense and how the change in schemes will likely be a challenge on that side of the football come Saturday.
5: I think they're a better football team than they were last year. Big uh, physical team. They're totally different. On defense than they were last year. They are multiple, multiple now. And against us, because of our not having success running the ball, I'm sure we're going to see a tremendous amount of looks. They move pre snaps, some things we've got to get ready for. Kentucky.
11: Our final matchup in the SEC brings us to the Bluegrass State, where Kentucky can improve to 3-0 with a win over Akron. While Week 2 was a win for the Cats, it wasn't always pretty, besting a feisty Eastern Kentucky program by 11. Come Week 3, Cats said Coach Mark Stoops believes the key to success starts with valuing each possession, all while cleaning up the mental errors that can derail promising drives.
14: We're hurting
0: ourselves on certain possessions. You know, once again, good field position, kind of waste of possession. You know, some drive starters, things happen. We can't overcome penalties right now. We can't overcome drops we can't come overcome missed throws you know you put that combination together and there's 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 enough blame to go around to all of us
11: that'll do it for this week of the sec report tune in next week as we preview the saturday slate highlighted by a top 20 clash between ole miss and alabama for producer luke hallett i'm Cabell philpot this has been a presentation of the sec radio network
10: The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com
1: slash free. Welcome back to Bartow Yellow Jacket football. It's a uh, Friday night. We're at halftime, and the Yellow Jackets are all over the Ridge Community Bowl tonight in this district contest, 31 to nothing. It started early for Bartow, a 34-yard touchdown pass from KJ Valentine to uh, Terrell Smith. Then, after a turnover, Glover with a five-yard touchdown run, and uh, within the first uh, few minutes of the ball game, it was already 14 to nothing. Later on, KJ. His own touchdown run of 22 yards, and it was 21 nothing in favor of the Yellow Jackets. Later on, KJ connected with Smith again on a one-yard touchdown pass, and 28 to nothing. Mullis added a field goal at the end, so uh, uh, Mullis with a field goal and four extra points uh, tonight. And that's where we are, 31 to nothing, as both their teams have now returned uh, to the field. Uh, Barto will be on defense to start the second half, as Ridge looking to get something going on offense. And, Bruce, they haven't been bad. They've had some turnovers, some snap infractions, things like that. But, overall, they've been able to move the ball with Tubbs.
2: Yeah. Um, they had a hard time getting the uh, snap to the quarterback early in the game, and that cost them a couple of turnovers. And uh, since then, they've settled down a little bit, and, and they have moved the ball a little bit here and there. But the Bartow defense has stacked up when they needed to and, and stopped them, made them punt uh, one time, they and... You know, they turned the ball over on downs. So, uh, Barto has just moved the ball down the field and, and scored virtually every time they've had the football. And um, uh, Valentine with a great first half and uh, we got a new tight end, Smith filling in for Tavares. Uh, uh, Jason Williams. Jason Williams, uh, who's hurt. And man, he has made the best of it. Two touchdowns, like four catches, running over people and and uh, making a name for himself, gonna he's gonna play a lot more this season because of tonight. And uh, very excited for the second half. We get another score here, and we can get this clock runner.
1: And Mike's made his way over to uh, the sideline where his normal position is. And, and Mike, uh, your impressions of the first half?
3: Man, I, I tell you, you know, it, it's Bartos just kind of had their way right here. I mean, they really haven't. I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from Ridge because Ridge has been there. But Bartos basically just done whatever they want to do up and down the field. You know they got this big tight end out here, the open receivers, the running ability from KJ right up the middle for a touchdown early in the game. I mean they've just about proved that they can do whatever they want to do.
4: Andy, you're excited for the second half? I'm looking forward to it, and I don't think it'll be too long before we'll have a run in the clock. And some uh, of some of the, some of the uh, Bolt players are they're. Um, they get their hands on their hips, and, and I could understand that. It's been it's been a long first half for them, and they were hoping for better, too. So uh, I'm sure Coach Tate talked to them in the locker room, tried to get their spirits back up, and we'll see what happens because they get the ball the first half.
1: Here's the kickoff from Mullis down to the 9-yard line taken by Tubbs. You have the 20, 25, 30. Up the middle he goes. We've seen this before. He's at the 40-yard line and a nice return. By Ridge. Yeah,
2: that's the second time he's returned it almost to the forty-five yard line and uh, may have to start aiming that ball a little bit to keep it away from him. He he has certainly been their best player on, on offense tonight.
1: First and ten for Ridge. They're gonna spot it down at the forty-three yard line. Opening possession here of the second half. Yellow Jackets in front. Thirty one to nothing. Quarterback is Rocky. Where's number 10? He's in the shotgun. Here's the snap. He wants to throw. Wants to throw. He's under some pressure. Uh, And Davis has got him down all the way back at the 30-yard line. Boy,
2: he just – Davis, he doesn't look that big because of the other three linemen. They're so huge. But Davis is a big guy. He just swallowed him up and, and took him down. And the official picks up the flag.
1: So they're going to lose all the way back to the 30-yard line, where it's going to be second down and about 27 now for Ridge. A scoreboard update for you here in uh, just a moment. Mike, what was the latest you had on
3: Fort Meade? The latest I had on Fort Meade, 21-0 half. But I did just get an update from our friends and family in Alabama. Yeah. Um, the Choctaws are trailing this week, 3-13 to in a soak in a field that is just
1: underwater, they say. It's uh, it's a lot of rain. Mm. Blitz. Second down. Here's the snap. And Bartow brings <laughs> some pressure. They get it into the receiver. A flag comes in the secondary, but the receiver is caught down immediately. That's uh, Williams over there. And they have a hold, too, and they'll decline that. Jadon Williams with the big tackle on the receiver who was uh, leaking out of the backfield there. So brought down to the 25-yard line.
2: And Bartow does decline the penalty.
1: They'll take the play, make it
2: third down and forever. They had Murray coming on the blitz, and he just drilled the quarterback right as he released it. And then Williams, was it, that came up and made a pop on the receiver?
1: Yes. He laid him out, too. Lake Wales in front of Lake Region 34 to nothing. And Lee County, this is a good ball game, Lee County up in Georgia – Leading Lake Gibson, 21-14. Auburndale, 50. Kissimmee Gateway, nothing. Wow, nice. Third down for Ridge Community. Three receivers on the near side of the field. Ridge drops back. Quarterback under some pressure again. And he's lucky to keep a handle on that ball. That's
2: number eight. That's Galva. Galva coming from the corner. They bring a corner blitz, guys. And that's just...
3: That's just mean. Yeah, this has been a great drive for Bartow here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was rabbit. They called him rabbit, number eight, Galva, with the big sack, and that's all the way back to the 10-yard line.
2: I would do that every now and then. I, I, I called it lightning, and, and we would just we just slide the safety over and bring that corner, yeah, and they the kids would love it when you allow somebody to, to go and blitz when they don't get a – a lot of opportunity to go get somebody.
1: It is fourth and 42. Bartos is going to come out with some good field position. In punt formation. Here's the snap. Low line drive kick. And that is going to be taken by Murray at the 45-yard line. Murray sprints up the sideline. Murray's got a head of steam. He Murray gone. heads into the end zone. Oh. Did he make it or is he out of the one? I think Touchdown, Bartos. To Yes.
2: Oh, what Man. a great job. I mean, Murray... As soon as he caught that ball, he was looking towards that pylon at the goal line and ran straight to it. There was no cutting. There was no nothing. I mean, it was a straight sprint to that pylon, and he gets it in.
3: Yeah, he had the angle on that. I mean, he, he very well surveyed that one out because once he made that cut back to his right, he knew there was nobody standing there between him and the uh, end zone.
1: Boy, that'll sure take the wind out of your sails, too. Wow, what an opening uh, possession uh, for the for the Yellow Jackets there. Uh, the defense just backed everybody up with three straight blitzes and uh, then a, a 35-yard punt return by Murray.
2: And they don't have enough people on the field, uh,
1: Ridge. Well, Mullis on to attempt the extra point. From the hold, it's a little high snap. K.J. gets it down and sends the kick up through the uprights. Perfect. Boy, he kicked that ball 40 yards. Yeah, he did. I watched him kick a couple
4: of yeah. them down there before the start of the second half. He had to just hold her down there and was just booting them. Yeah, he yeah. thirty-one and seven is uh, thirty-one or
1: seven. We had thirty-one points at the end of the first half. We got a touchdown, right? Yeah, so that's that's thirty-one right. seven. They got it right. 38. Yeah. It was 40 for a second, right, Andy? Did you see it? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, 38 to nothing, and there is a, a running clock into effect now okay, for the da- Yellow
2: Jackets. David Music uh, is chiming in. Uh, Lee County is the home of uh, Buster Posey, uh San Francisco oh, yeah? catcher. I don't know if he's still with San Francisco. And Luke Bryan, uh, who's a country singer who I've never heard a song from, but I know he's very popular.
4: I've heard the name, but no
1: songs either. Yellow Jackets in front, 38 to nothing here in the third quarter in the uh, district game. District game for both squads, the opening district game.
3: Quick score update, guys Fort Meade 28,
2: Mulberry 0. I think he'll pooch this one.
1: Don't want to kick it to him, to that guy. Tubbs, yep, it's going to be a low line drive, and it's bobbled, picked up. Number seven with a return at the yeah. 25 at the 30 and brought down at the 32-yard line.
2: Ah, that's my buddy right there, number 42.
1: That's, that's Pope. Pope? Yep. Landon Pope. At the end of the third quarter is Lakeland 26, Kissimmee Osceola nothing.
3: Yeah, guys, he got a lucky bounce on that one to come right back to him. So yeah. he just picked that thing up and continue on with it. But that could have been disastrous for him there.
14: First
3: and ten.
1: First and 10, Davis. First and 10 here for Ridge Community. Spot the ball down at the 32-yard line. Here's the snap. First man through, gets it, and he's wrapped up immediately in the line of scrimmage. And that's big number nine. That's Ladarius Davis. Davis again.
2: Davis may get uh, Defensive Player of the Week back-to-back.
1: Second and eight for the Bulls. They're going to give him two yards, make it second down and eight for Ridge. Spot the ball right about the 34-yard line. Roderick Clark
2: starts to run off the field. Now he continues to run off the field. I think
4: they are going to start rotating some I, players. I,
2: I, th- I think you're right, Andy. Number 22 is in the ball game now, and uh, you'll start seeing some fresh players come in.
1: Bartow with only 10 men on the field. Here's the snap. The pass is caught and complete on the far side of the field, and we got two flags that come in.
3: Yeah, there's going to be a face mask on that one, guys. He uh, he got him. He
1: did do it. Okay. Well, there's a flag on the sideline over there where Mike is, and then another one here in the middle of the field.
3: Yeah, I so. think the other official saw the same thing. Oh, did they? Did. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir.
2: Yeah, he's walking that thing off in a hurry. He ain't even playing around.
1: He's got a little style to it, too. Yeah, he does. 15-yard penalty against Bartow for the face mask. And that'll give Ridge a first down in Yellow Jacket territory. Put some music to that.
2: (laughs) But they don't need to get sloppy. That's the one thing they don't need to do.
1: Spot the ball down at the Yellow Jacket 42-yard line. Quarterback in the shotgun. Three receivers on the near side of the field. Check that two now. Here's the snap. Quarterback wants to throw. Rocky looking downfield. Airs it up very high. The receiver's already out of bounds. Yeah, both of them out of bounds. Uh, It was incomplete. Mike, I noticed they took down the American flag at halftime, so (coughs) we just have the palm trees, and they're basically all dead still now.
3: Yeah, there's not much of a breeze. There's a little bit of movement in those trees, but there's not much of a breeze down here at all, guys. I think they're looking for a a quick exit after this game's over with.
1: 80 degrees uh, here at uh, Davenport at Ridge Community High School. Ridge now with a second and ten from the Yellow Jacket 42-yard line. Clock runs four minutes left here in the third quarter. Two receivers on the near side of the field. They fake the handoff, wants to throw across the middle. The pass is caught and complete. And that's big number 80, the tight end with a nice reception. Yeah, and he did a good job to hold on to that ball. They
2: almost stripped it at first and then came in with a big hit. And uh, big kid, and he catches the
1: ball, gets some good positive yardage. And they Luis Gonzalez on the reception. First down, Ridge. See where the officials will put it down. Right about the 23-yard line. First and 10, up under, under center now is the quarterback. He'll turn. Second man through his tubs. Tubs gets tripped up at the calls last scrimmage. Oh, my gosh. They
3: got to say the ground caused it, though, guys. They're going to give it back. Wow. Looked like
1: that ball was out.
2: Yeah, I did. I, I agree. Uh, he did get some positive yards out of it, but uh, it sure looked like it came loose before he hit the ground.
1: Give him about three yards as he fell forward. Make it second and seven here for Ridge.
4: We just got an update on the race, and Junior's in leading the race. Wow, that would be something. Yeah, it's playoff time for them. It
1: is. Second and seven for Ridge. Here's the snap. High once again. They'll get it to Tubbs on a little reverse action. They Tubbs is cool. caught in the backfield. Didn't fool the Yellow Jackets. A flag there comes in. Flag.
3: I don't know where he's calling that flag on there, guys. It just it's almost like were, everybody was down and on the ground, and then the flag come throwing in. So I don't know
1: if. I don't know if he saw something there or what. See what the referees decide here on this. It was second and seven, and the Yellow Jacket defense caught it. Wave, it. And wave, it, it, wave, it, wave off. it off. No flag. Two minutes to play in the third quarter. You're right about the waddle, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bridge community to the line of scrimmage. Quarterback in the shotgun. Three receivers on the near side of the field. Here's the snap. He wants to throw. He's under some pressure. Scramble, scramble, downfield. It's going to be caught Wow! inside the five-yard line, about the four-yard line.
3: What a catch. He had to turn his – I mean, he just torqued his body completely around to catch that ball.
1: And Bruce looked like he got, kind of got away from his defender there. Yeah, Jihad Brown was saying,
2: uh, trying to tell the referee that he pushed off of him. Uh, and, he, and he very well might have, but the referee didn't see it. And now Ridge with the, their best opportunity
1: tonight. First and goal inside the five-yard line.
2: And now we got timeout.
1: Yeah, Barto, that's yeah, calling. It. Timeout taken by the uh, Yellow Jackets. We'll take a break as well. Your score, one minute left in the third quarter. It is Bartow 38 And Ridge, nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF.
5: Hi, I'm Benny Jr. with Bartow Ford reminding you, don't go the wrong way on your next purchase. Come to Bartow Ford and get the lowest price, the best treatment without all the gimmicks and games. This time, save time and save money. Come to Bartow Ford where we're different and we prove it.
6: Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Visit us at EvolveYourLawn.com.
7: For over 50 years, Keith Spray Service has been serving Polk County with specialized treatment of delicate ornamentals, including rose bushes. Want to learn more about the treatments of ornamentals as well as expert lawn care? Call Keith Spray Service.
1: Following the timeout, first and goal for Ridge Community. Here's a high snap to the quarterback. He's going to drive his legs in for a touchdown. Wow. Clock didn't start. Now, so Ridge, only the, and as Andy pointed out, only the second touchdown scored on the year against the Yellow Jacket defense.
2: And yeah, the cheerleaders are all running down there. They I were, don't
4: think they saw it happening. No,
2: no cheerleaders don't pay a whole lot of attention to the game because uh, they're facing
1: the fans a lot a one yard touchdown run from the quarterback and here's the extra point and Bartow will jump off sides on the extra point attempt Hampton trying to get a little extra chance at the block. They'll move it up a little bit 38 to 6 is your score Giovanni on to attempt the extra point. Here's the snap, and the kick is up, and it makes it over. It sure did. Just barely made it. Murray really stretched
2: out for that. Almost got a hand on it, and that'll be the end of the third quarter.
1: End of the third quarter with your score, Bartow 38 and Ridge 7. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF.
9: The Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance Agency has been serving Central Florida since nineteen eighty four. They all work and live in your neighborhood and take pride in our history. Offices in Bartow, there when you need them, representing only the most reliable companies in the industry.
7: Your Bartow Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South is your headquarters for good food and good sports. With something for everyone on the menu, your Bartow Beefs is perfect for the family, an office lunch, or to feed the team
8: after a big win. Beefs, where game time meets family time. Hello, Barto. This is Joe Decessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. More power to
2: them. Bartow needs to slide up a little bit. They're way
1: off the 50. Welcome back to Ridge Community High School. I bet you we see it on sides. They're kick, kicking, yeah. from, they're the kicking from the 35 again. They don't they don't and the referee is up at the 40. So now okay. <laughs> That's twice he's done that. I mean,
2: they've kicked off twice and both times maybe he watched uh
1: College game or something. Or is that some kind of trick or something? Are they trying to fool somebody? Oh no. Yeah. Here's the little pooch kick's gonna sail right to Murray at the thirty five yard line. Murray across the field. Now he turns it upfield. 40, 45. He's at the fifty. Murray turns on the he Jets. Gone. He's, He's, gone. At the oh, He's at the thirty. He's at the twenty. 10, 5. Murray with a punt return and a kickoff return tonight. Barto back on the board. Oh my goodness. Have we ever we gotta we gotta look up the record
2: books. Have we ever had somebody return a punt and a kick in was, the same game that was pretty and once again 65
1: what, yard kickoff return for murray wow when he got
2: the ball he just kind of edged it around the corner and then a straight arrow to the end zone
1: well, that solves our question yes 11 <laughs> 16 <laughs> to play in the ball game That's a good way to answer Bartow now will attempt an extra point from Mullis, who's been the busiest man, I think, tonight. Yeah, a lot of points for him tonight. We'd like to see that from Quezon. K.J. Valentine will kneel down, ready to accept the snap and hold for Mullis. 44.
2: Once again, not enough men on the field for...
1: Davin, yeah, Ridge running an extra player on. Everybody's set now. Here's the snap to Valentine. And the kick from Mullis. It's good. No sweat. 45-7 to in favor of the Bartow Yellow Jackets. Well on the way to their first district win of the year. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hello, it's
10: Sheriff Grady Judd. I'm here to talk about the 20 Buck Truck. This is the seventh year that
1: the Kelly Automotive Group has donated a truck. Proceeds from this event are given back to the kids. Be sure to go to 20bucktruck.com and get your ticket today. The
10: Whidden-McLean Funeral Home of Bartow and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. Hold high the responsibility placed on them. Offering you the personal attention and distinctive service you deserve. Whidden and McLean, synonymous with service.
9: Are you crazy for customer service? So are we. Here at Jewelers, we realize that our complete customer satisfaction is essential to our success. With our friendly and knowledgeable staff, you'll feel right at home as soon as you walk through the door. This is more than just a job. It's our love and passion. Come see us. Emily at Jewelers.
1: Welcome back to Ridge Community High School up here in uh, Davenport, northeast part of Polk County, along with Mike Ayers. He's down there on the Yellow Jacket sideline. Andy and Bruce and myself were up here uh, braving the air conditioning for the ball game uh, tonight, and it's all Barto forty-five to seven. Yellow Jackets in front. The clock continues to run. Mullis with another little pooch kick, and it's going to bounce at the thirty-yard line. And, yeah, and nobody's there. got it yet. Barto recovered. Barto recovered
2: the little pooch kick. Yeah, that's what that's what you try to do. You try to get it in no man's land where nobody can get a hand on it, and the 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 the. the kid who was trying to get to it just didn't put much effort into trying to get to the football, Mike, to catch
1: it. No, not at all. A lot of the uh, Ridge players are palms to the sky kind of. Yeah. What's going on here? um, This is nothing about
2: running up the score or anything like that. And and this is one thing that I always said uh, in being an old defensive coach. It's my job to stop you. Yep. And if I can't stop you, you can you can put 90 on me if you want. It's my job. And uh, so, Marto probably has a lot of new kids in right now, yes. I see a
1: lot of fresh jerseys. Looks to be uh, Valentine still at quarterback. And uh, here's the snap. And there's a pick. Interception. Actually, that's not Valentine. That's going to be... Uh... The interception by Ridge, but yeah, that's that going to be a turner. And there's a flag in the backfield.
3: Yeah, I think they're going to get Bartow on that one.
2: Uh, and they've got a, probably a horse collar tackle here at the end, but I don't see a flag here at the end. But that that young man, that poor guy, he's he's tried to throw the ball last week. They took it right out of his hands. And now he's throwing a slant, and he didn't read the safety coming up. The safety reads it and picks it. And uh, that's just that's just bad luck for him. And we we look for good things in his future.
1: So it's a personal foul against the Yellow Jackets. That's going to move the ball near midfield for Ridge here on this next possession. There goes that guy Stride. Look at him.
3: Mulberry is on the board, gentlemen. Mulberry what? is what? on the
1: board. How did that happen? That's embarrassing, Mike. <laughs> I only wish I only wish Coach Peavy was was awake to
2: hear it. I know. Uh, well, he's watching the race intensely right now. First and 10.
1: We still love it. For Ridge, absolutely. Move it all the way to the Yellow Jacket. 48-yard line after the uh, personal foul call. Quarterback in the shotgun. One man in motion. They'll fake the jet sweep, and they want to throw. Looking, looking down the middle, and they got a receiver open. Number 7. He catches it at the 15-yard line, brought down at the 5. Yeah,
2: Hampton just let him go by, and then the safety, uh, Williams, he... You know, you're playing a cover two right there, and the safety, he's got to help out there. And the safety comes over at – he comes over like he's coming in to make a tackle instead of taking the right angle towards where the ball is going. And when you're playing zone, you watch the quarterback. You don't watch.
1: First in goal for See, Ridge. Spotted right about the five-yard line. Here's the snap. They're going to try to run the ball in. And this time, Washington's going nowhere. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe a yard. Yeah,
2: the last time they had about a yard to go and they were able to punch it in. Uh, Bartow is not happy right now, and they've, they've got a lot of clean jerseys in the football game. And, and these guys, this is their chance to shine. And this is a lot of pride right here.
3: Yeah, you hold them down. To, you hold them to zero points this late in the game, and then you give up two touchdowns in a matter of about a minute and a half, two minutes.
1: The referees will spot the ball at the five yard line, make it second and five, or excuse me, second and goal from the five. Well, this is a long Ridge. time. It sure is. And they got a lot of people on the field. That eleven? Uh-huh. That's twelve. There's twelve men on the field. If I can count. Yes. Ridge, or There's the flag uh, for Ridge. Yeah, Ridge had uh, too many men on the field here, and the referee just tossed his flag. And it's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct. Bartow? What? Where did
13: yeah, that come from?
1: He's pointing to the Yellow Jackets. I wonder what they did. Well, now there's 11 men on the field for Ridge. They got that part straightened out, but I don't know what. must have been some... Here's the snap, and it's going to be Tubbs, direct snap to him. Tubbs into the end zone for a Ridge touchdown.
2: Yeah, we're not not real thrilled about that, but uh, when you turn the ball over, that, that's what happens.
1: Four minutes to play in the ballgame, and Ridge now with their second touchdown of the second half. Giovanni on to attempt the extra point. And again, Barto will jump, and there's a flag. I know one thing. Uh, Coach
2: Eden's going to be thrilled about the, the win, but he's not going to be thrilled about this ending. No. no. I mean, you. these guys are getting a chance to play, and you get a chance to play, you got you got to show that you're worth it.
1: The reset, and here's the extra point attempt. and the, the, the snap was uh, mishandled, through. but he got it got it down and, and put it through. Giovanni did with a kick. Holy moly, that was a great job. And now oh, another, flag. another flag. There's some pushing and
3: shoving oh, now. Man. See,
1: we don't need this. Yeah, this is not
3: called for. No, this is a district game, and here and we go acting like...
1: Yeah, there's a lot of activity. You got players running on the field. You got coaches running onto the field. And finally, order is restored. Ridiculous. Here at Ridge Community High School, 45 to 14s your score, and uh, after the play, a little exchange of some opinions, to put it mildly. And again, now order's been restored. Both teams returning to their sidelines. Yeah, I mean, if
2: Barto and these these kids are these kids are upset. Ridge is upset. They they're getting their fannies handed to them. And they're they're going to say something. They're going to try something. If you're Bartow, you just got to turn and walk away.
4: I mean, you yeah, see you that s- was totally uncalled for. Yeah, you see, Coach Tate
3: from Ridge, you know, he was about halfway across the field, and you see Coach Eden over here. You know, he's definitely straightening out some of these Bartow players that was involved in what was going on. Yeah, there'll
2: be a lot of guys that are running stadiums uh, on Monday, without a
1: doubt. The referees are uh, discussing. What to do. Clock continues to run. Two minutes to play officially on the, on the scoreboard stadium clock. Hey, the folks at Citizens Bank and Trust take great pride in being uh, Poe County's bank and understand the responsibility that comes with it each and every day. Citizens Bank and Trust since 1920. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Bruce, are they doing what I think they might be doing here? Yeah, they're calling the game. That might be the ball game. One more sponsor I want to mention real quick, and that's our folks at the Bartow Community Service Center. They've been empowering people, inspiring change, uh, support their mission. Visit the thrift store on East Summerlin in downtown Bartow. Since 1966, they've been helping out Bartow families in crisis. Check out the thrift store, East Summerlin, downtown Bartow. That's going to be the game, I think. Oh, nope, they're going to let them kick it off? Nope, that's it, guys. That's That's it? Well... Coach Barto's lining up on the far side of the field.
3: I see well, no, they're gonna spot the ball from the penalty, I guess.
1: Coach Eden has the kids lining up. There's only a minute on the stadium clock here. Forty-five to fourteen is the score. I think they're gonna
4: drag it out long enough so where it's fixed to be over anyway. So you got fifty seconds there. Well, Bartow needs
2: and and, a, and a, I like to they see need to move up
1: 10 yards from the football because they're going to onside this, I would think. Uh, yeah, they don't want to kick it to Murray. He's standing here at the 42-yard line, 38 seconds and counting. 11 players now on the field for the Yellow Jackets, 28 seconds and counting. The referee signaling in for play, and they're going to kick it off. The little squibber, and it's going to be scooped up by Smith. Right at the 35-yard line, and that's going to be your ballgame. Another good job by
2: Smith. Smith uh, Smith gets a game ball, and, and once again, um, Davis on defense with a game ball, and Murray, special teams, without a doubt.
1: As the clock reaches uh, triple zeros here at Ridge Community High School, that's your final score, Ridge Community. Took one on the chin tonight. The Yellow Jackets were, uh, were fast and scored early in the ballgame. Your final score, 45-14. to Bartow wins. They're 4-0 in the year. They're 1-0 in the district. And we'll be back to wrap it up. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF.
9: Pallet One of Bartow is proud to be a sports booster and invites you to join their team. Check out careers at PalletOne.com to learn more about the opportunities in this outstanding company with over 30 years of experience. Pallet One is an equal opportunity employer.
1: Once again, Craig, a budget you pull out of Bartow on their inventory.
0: But uh, most of our vehicles are around uh, uh, from the early 90s to the uh, the mid-2010s, you know, 2008, 9, 10, that
1: area. The part you need when you need it. Budget you on Highway 60 East Bartow. In today's
12: complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright and Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals, from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright and Company on Avenue H in Winterhaven.
5: Go
1: down here. Welcome back to Ridge Community High School in Davenport, and the final score tonight: Barto 45 and Ridge 14. One other final to pass along to you as well: Lakeland defeated Osceola 26 to nothing. That's a final. Mike's got him. Go ahead, Mike.
3: Hey, guys, I got Coach Eden. Coach, congratulations, 45-14, first district game. How do you feel about this one?
5: Well, you know, um, I thought our boys played incredibly hard. I thought they played well. Um, you know, the big challenge this week was just to make sure they understood that it doesn't matter who the opponent is, who the opposing coach is, who some of the opposing players are that they took with them to their new school. Um, and, and, and also, that doesn't matter. Uh, that it doesn't even matter it's a district game. You know, we understand our goals to win a district championship, and we know that we got to go one, two, and three to do it. And, um, and I'm very proud of them. They put everything else aside. They blocked everything out, and they did assignment-perfect football, physical football for four quarters. I'm very proud of their effort. Absolutely. Coach, it's
3: something that I've always heard you say. I hear you guys talk to these guys, discipline to these guys, discipline. What – just what transpired right there at the end? I wasn't able to yeah. see it. I know we get a little emotional. I know these other teams probably got yeah. a little emotional. It probably yeah. got a little bit stretched out. Yeah. But
5: what did you see happen
3: there? Well, people
5: try us. They really do. I mean, and it's a shame because our boys really do play very clean. Um, but for some reason, people feel like they need to take shots at us and they feel like they need to antagonize the boys. And we're working to try to get them to to, to not respond. But it's, it's tough. But you know what? I'm proud of them. Um, you know, for the most part, it was a very clean game and a hard-fought game.
3: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Coach. All the team- Give the team with the team and celebrate this uh, victory. And,
2: and and Mike, great job as usual. But um, one thing that that has always been, and I don't know why, but when you come and you play Barto, it. Everybody wants to just smother Bartow. They want to beat Bartow. And it doesn't matter if they're 0-9 or 3-0. and 0. It's one of those things. And if you beat Bartow for a lot of teams, it makes their season. And it's always been that way. Ever since Coach Quinn was here way back in the 70s. And, uh, you know, Tate really wanted this game bad. and And he was just totally outplayed. And uh, really, really, congratulations to uh, Coach Eden and the entire staff and and all these kids. They played a great game tonight.
3: Yeah, they they did. They absolutely did. And you know, I wanted something I wanted to kind of mention to Coach Eden that we don't do. Like you, we, you and I were talking about a while ago. The best thing about being four and and I'm sure this is what he's talking to the team about. The best thing about being four and you got the opportunity to go five and O.
1: Zach's right. <clears throat> well, let's run down some before you uh, leave you tonight. run down some other finals we have. We mentioned uh, Lakeland defeated Osceola 26 to nothing. Uh, looks like Lake Wales is on on track. They're leading 34 to nothing. That was a halftime score. Um, Fort Meade Mike reported uh, that Mulberry got on the board It's 27 to 6 in favor of the miners. That's deep in the third quarter now. Uh, final Auburndale defeated Gateway 50 to nothing. The last score we had from Georgia, Lee County 31, Lake Gibson 14. And uh, the last score we had from Winter Haven was uh, Haines City in front 7-6. to That says it's in the fourth quarter, so that's been a wow. defensive struggle, uh, that ball game. But your final here tonight, Bartow 45, Ridge 14. Haines
2: City must have a really good yeah. defense because didn't they play uh, Armendale like 7-6 to or something too? Yes, they yeah. did. They so, did. So uh, they... Got a defense for sure. Uh, well, update, gentlemen,
4: update on <coughs> NASCAR. they got got uh, 18 laps left. Dan- Daniel Hemrick, Justin Algar, and John Hunter Nemechek, top three. 18
1: laps. They'll be done in like three or three, four more yeah, minutes yeah, at, yeah. at Bristol.
2: Uh, yeah, we won't even turn off the equipment by then.
1: Well, we uh, we invite everybody to join us uh, next week. We'll be on the road again to uh, meet the Auburndale Bloodhounds. Want to thank uh, Ridge Community High School, the staff, administration for their assistance in the broadcast uh, tonight. we hope we can join us for our next broadcast in Auburndale for Bruce and Andy, Edmund, Mike Ayers. I'm Jeff Ormer. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast again. Your final score: the Bartow Yellow Jackets forty-five, and the Ridge Community Bolts fourteen. Take care, stay safe, and good night, everybody.
0: You've been listening to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Tonight's game was sponsored by Bartow Ford. We're different and we prove it. Evolve Professional Landscape Management. Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow. Pallet One of Bartow. SR Wright and Company. By Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance. Keith Spray Service of Bartow. Taking care of your lawn and garden for over 50 years. Budget You Pull It. The parts you need when you need them. By Spaff Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico. Witten McLean Funeral Home. Bifo Brady Sports Pub in the Bartow Center South. And by Kelly Buick GMC of Bartow. Doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Bartow Yellow Jacket Football is a sports exclusive of FM 102.9, 97.1, and AM 1130 WBF.